Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to episode 122 of See You Next Wednesday, a weekly pop culture and film podcast where a single die roll decides what movies we have to see. This episode drops on Wednesday, July 16th, and my name is Dan Gorman. I'm strangely drawn to this inverted cloth funnel and its wonderful softness. (laughs) My name is Casey Lyons. Well, 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 looks like the squirrel has become the idiot. (laughs) I'm Greg Legro, and hey, what's up? Ketchup mustard. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. We have lots of stuff to talk about. Uh, We're going to get into film roulette later, where two of us saw the new Apes film, Million Dollar Monkey Movie. Million Dollar Monkey Movie. (laughs) Uh, And one of us got to begin again with the film Begin Again, and then (laughs) some of us had to listen to the new album by Magic as a punishment. Magic! Uh, and uh, then we're going to roll to see who gets to see some other movies. We're going to get into 90210 Oh Yeah Relay, where we've been watching every episode of season one of 90210. And uh, then we're going to play TV Dad Cage Match, pit some TV Dads against each other in a fight to the death in Thunderdome, all at the end of the episode. But we got other stuff to do first. Uh, the Itty Bitty Tidbit Committee yeah. is first as well. Uh, I have one entry, mm. and that is that we have announced the next Video Vengeance screening mm. uh, on oh, August yeah. 10th, Sunday, August 10th at Kitsch in, mm-hmm. in uh, Toronto. You can go to facebook.com slash video vengeance to read about it. It is Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon, <laughs> uh, which you may remember if you're a Time Bandits listener. That's right. Cause yeah, we, yeah. Don't bother yeah. watching it for the show. Just come uh, come to the screening. Yeah, mm-hmm. and if you haven't listened to that episode yet, uh, you can wait. Come watch it with us and then listen to it. And yeah. listen to it while you're watching. Yeah. yeah. Any of the, any of the above. it syncs up. So it's like commentary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great movie. Oh, really nice. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. If you want to see if a man will glow or not, yep. this is the movie to see. <laughs> and if you've seen the trailer, he does. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, Barry Gordy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How is everyone today? I'm good. Uh, yeah. yeah, I didn't have enough. I didn't have much time to watch anything like uh, notable in terms of sort of that we can all talk about. I have been no. revisiting uh, horror movies a little bit lately. I've yeah. been uh, watching some with my girlfriend, yeah. and we watched the. Oh thing. yeah, you showed her the. Thing. You showed her the thing. <laughs> showed her the thing. We watched. Uh, we watched the original Fright Night. We watched uh, oh. the the remake of the Blob. 
So how is that remake of the Blob? I don't. I really like it. I've yeah. only ever heard I that see. it's the greatest thing. I saw it when I was have a not, kid, but I think it? it really scared me. I have, but not in not 20 in so years many years. Yeah, okay. I haven't seen it since like 1989. It's co-written yeah. by Frank Darabont. Yeah. Um, yeah. Directed by Chuck Russell. Uh, who did the third Nightmare on Elm Street, which is my favorite after the first one. Yeah. Um, it's it's not as... Uh, people put it up with the thing in the fly mm-hmm. as like remakes from the 80s when they were doing it right. Yeah. I would agree, but I not wouldn't put category, it... Not category, though. I, I would put it just under those movies yeah. because it's pr- it's flawed in its 80s-ness, but it's also really great anyway. Yeah. And the Have effects are the great. Yes. Yeah. I don't quite like the original. Yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. No, I would highly recommend revisiting the remake of the blog from eight, Blob from the 88. <laughs> the, blog? the blog? The blog? No! <laughs> <laughs> Snarky comments! No! Dang it! <laughs> no, it's really good, and... and um, if we don't read it, it won't exist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to know what that guy had for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> they freeze it, but, but it's like <laughs> a technical freeze, not... <laughs> Um, no, it's it's really fun, uh, and the blob effects are awesome. Yeah, yeah. it's a really goopy kind of disgusting movie with some sweet effects. Yeah. Uh, it has uh, what's which Dylan is it? Kevin Dillon. Kevin Dillon. Yeah. He's pretty hilarious, but he's the most dated part of the movie because yeah. he's just like got this like poofy Seinfeld pirate shirt on the whole movie and a big <laughs> mullet and you're just like he's like trying to jump a bridge on his motorcycle and he's trying to be badass and you're like get out of here <laughs> but other than that it's, Kevin Dillon other than that it's great it's super funny it's great script yeah I really like it nice yeah mm-hmm. I would put it just under those uh, aforementioned films because it's not a, not a classic but it's really fun yeah, yeah it's, 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 it holds up well on rewatches it's just a yeah good time it's about a blob yeah yeah totally sure I like blobs yeah Definitely, <laughs> I, I judge my blobs on a blob to blob basis. Yeah, I don't. I don't just. It's not a blanket statement for me. <laughs> That's what it says in your blob blog. <laughs> my blob. My blob blog. Your my blob, blob blog. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I start that? Yeah, <laughs> seems like a limited concept. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh well. Should Whatever. we? Uh, I've, saw, I've, know, saw, saw, I've saw. Some thong- yeah. some thongs. <laughs> some thongs. <laughs> some thongs. Some thongs. Some thongs. I saw, I saw, I saw some thongs. <laughs> Uh, I saw some things. I saw Neighbors. Uh, oh, right. Seth Rogen and uh, Zach Nora Ephron. Yeah. Um, it's great. Yeah. Um, it's not the best movie in the whole wide world. It's not the funniest. Or, you know, it's one of those movies that could just pass right by and you'd be none the worse for it. But if you do find yourself watching it, it's great. Yeah. Uh, you know, I like Seth Rogen. Sure. I like his little thing that he does. And, Definitely. And he just does right his movie, little Seth Rogen great. thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. And uh, uh, I was surprised at how good Zac Efron was. I yeah. thought he was just one of those, you know, um, charisma-less, you know... He, like every fucking... once in a while, there he, he has a lot of bad movies, but I feel like there has been more than one where people have been like, oh, because I know that Seventeen Again movie came out, yeah. and I was kind of like, oh, another, like, age switch movie or whatever, where, you know, whatever, he becomes Seventeen Again, yeah. like Eighteen Again with... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, but <laughs> yeah, it's like Eighteen Again, but one worse. But one worse, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I do remember when that came out, people were like, no, he's actually funny in this, and, like, for a movie that had a plot that you were just like, that I'm not interested in, it was better than it had to be. I, I've yeah. never seen him in anything yeah i've only seen him in the stuff that i know is just like this is gonna be garbage yeah Yeah. i'm not a 15 year old girl yeah I'm a 16-year-old girl, and I just don't care anymore. Yeah. yeah. I've grown out of it. I, however, (laughs) am a 15-year-old girl, and I saw him in this, and he was a dream boat. (laughs) Yeah. But was he he funny? Uh, Well, he wasn't so much funny. Like, uh, 
Is he like the smarmy kind of? Yeah, sort of. But that's that's actually the great thing about this movie is that you know it's uh, uh, the whole idea is that uh, this uh, fraternity moves in next to this new couple or this new uh, family. Yeah, and uh, they they try everything to get the the fraternity to leave, but they also sort of show you both sides. They go like you know sometimes. The fraternity guys are just being dicks, but they're just young and they want to party all the time. And then, you know, sometimes the the couple is just, you know, like way crosses the line and they're yeah. the dicks. Like, it's not sort of like a black and white, these people are the bad guys thing. Interesting. Uh, yeah, it's really good. Yeah. I know the trailer had a lot of like, I feel like they loaded the trailer with CGI, like... uh him like getting hit with a balloon and sort of like flying and I was kind of like is this movie just gonna be him like explode like he has that there's that whole thing in the trailer where he's in his office and it like a balloon shoots him into the ceiling yeah and it was just they loaded it with that stuff and I was like oh I don't want to see a movie where they just turn Rogan into CGI and toss him somewhere like that's yeah, all it seems see, like it was that's the thing is that <laughs> there, there's that part and it is almost out of place but not quite um, it, that's part of a very specific thing like, that happens yeah. and I don't want to you know go too much into it but uh, but it it, it, it's this movie allows for that, um, but it doesn't rely on it. Okay, uh, so it's uh, you know it's got Dave Franco in it, and and you know if I have to pick a Franco, my least <laughs> favorite Franco, it'd be him. <laughs> but uh, but he's all right, and they don't overuse Christopher Mintz Plass or whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is to say, he's got three lines. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Ike Barinholtz is fucking hilarious. Yeah, any yeah, that movie guy, that, that guy can be, I don't know. I he's really like funny here and there when he was on Mad TV. Oh, I, I, I'm a big fan. Of very bad era of that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, but yeah. I mean, like, look at look at the people who, like, uh, you know, Andy Daly was on uh, yeah. Mad TV yeah, for yeah, a while. Yeah. Um, Mad TV had some like a like it, I think it had a very brief good era, but there was uh, a good era. But the yeah, funny like, thing is, when it had its best people on it, was its worst era. Yeah, like uh, it, like uh, Matt Bronger was on it. Yeah. Uh, and, and like they just had like i guess it was just shitty writers yeah because yeah. like when it came out it wasn't very funny and then shortly after it had like a brief period where i thought it was actually super funny maybe it was just because i was the right age for it but at that mm-hmm. point yeah. in like late high school but well, yeah there's that variety too yeah you know, that was part of it yeah but they would beat a fucking recurring oh, yeah. character into the dirt oh was i heard problem. holy yeah. shit i can't remember if i said this on the show or not one of my favorite things i've ever because david cross was briefly a writer yeah yeah on yeah. that show uh and he said one of my favorite things uh, uh, that a comedy writer has ever said. They were doing that, uh, you know, the Lancome lady that Nicole Sullivan did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where she would just do like, uh, she'd go like, Meh, you know, or yeah. whatever she did. Um, and they were in the, the writer's room writing it. And they're, and uh, David Krause was like, um, I don't want to speak out of turn here, but this seems like less a character and more a character trait. Yeah. And that's why they fired him. <laughs> <laughs> that's which funny. Is, which he's right. That's what uh, that's yeah. what uh, Mad TV does. Well, yeah. They it, just they pick a funny little catchphrase or yeah. like a little eyebrow raise or whatever. And, and, and the thing is, in my memory of all the things that I've loved on that show, almost none of them were things that were reoccurring. They were yeah. all oh, like funny not. sketches, it, with the exception of... Kenny Rod, some of the Kenny well, Rogers stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. was real. Like I think uh, after a couple seasons, they just went, "Okay, Will Sasso, you just be funny. Yeah, just yeah. do whatever you want to do. Yeah, because like, this is I all like we have." Captain Kirk too. Captain yeah, Kirk was pretty good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because mostly he can't really do impressions. No, yeah, <laughs> but no, they just the gusto into... with which he would made you know a one hundred percent decision on what he yes, was doing. Yeah. yeah, totally worked. Yeah, <clears throat> definitely pretty good. So this has been but, our Mad TV mini podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I didn't watch a lot of stuff, but Casey just reminded me of something. I didn't watch too much uh, 
this week, but I did learn about something. Okay. What did you learn? <clears throat> that I'll share with you because I was very delighted to hear this. Yeah. So, uh, James Franco. Yeah. You said the other Franco. That's what we think of it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 uh, yeah. I made that leap myself. Uh, he, as we know, does things. Yeah. And one of the things he did was write a, a book. Oh, yeah. Bri- a friend of uh, ours is uh, reading that. Right. And we were talking about that. And so he wrote this book called Actors Anonymous, I believe. And each chapter is written from the perspective of a different person. Yes, I heard this, too. <laughs> I think I overheard it. Yeah. Yeah. And in one chapter, it's about uh, a young lady from Windsor, Ontario, yeah. who uh, goes to theater school and graduates and then goes to California to make it as a, as an actress, but she's a virgin. Yeah. But while she's in California trying to make it as an actress... She loses, and this is written from her perspective. Uh-huh. She loses her virginity to James Franco. To James Franco. Yeah. What the fuck? Amazing. What? How do you? Is it, what the fuck, man? I, I don't know. He might <laughs> as well. The craziest thing I've ever heard of. He might as well have just written a story from the perspective of his penis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to read it now. Oh, absolutely! Uh, I, yeah, at least I just that chapter. Yeah. Part of if me, I had had time, I want to know what his concept, like his concept, is of fucking himself. Yeah, like how, like how he, gentle of a lover is he? Yeah, or I, does he yeah. think he is? Yeah, yeah. I'm in, I'm in, interested to know like what the sort of like context of this chapter is. <laughs> yeah, like is there yeah. like a self deprecating? Yeah, like, is, is it, it like, a joke? Like, or is it like softcore porn? Yeah, because I feel like oh, it could potentially because he is very like a lot of the stuff that he does is like i like he did interior leather bar and stuff like i feel like a lot of it is kind of like i'm gonna take to the next level or whatever so maybe yeah. there is sort of a like a, i'm trying to comment on people that write this kind of stuff and then failing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i don't know i but i you know i always I, I really do think it has something to do with i read this interview with seth rogan who was just talking about who he smokes weed with and uh the interviewer was like, and I assume James Franco, and he's like, Franco doesn't smoke. Yeah, and I was like, I heard that, that explains too. so much. He's like, he's lacking all uh, self consciousness. Yeah, he's never had a dark moment lying around going, "Why do I do all of these things?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and why did I say that? <laughs> and yet, at the same time, maybe he is entirely a hundred percent self aware, and this is all like his entire thing. I wouldn't. I all wouldn't, of his uh, art and all of his yeah. soap operas and everything is just part of a bigger puzzle. I that would he's not be surprised. Together. And I hope it is because honestly, at the end of the day, there's going to be. That's all for him. I don't think mm. there's. I don't think there will ever be like a reveal, though. Like I don't think and, he'll ever be like. And thing, that's it would what ruin it was. A it joke. If there was, yeah. Like if it is all just for him, then he is absolutely my hero. <laughs> <laughs> He's just walking around going, "I'm just gonna do a soap opera now." Yeah, because it makes me laugh. Uh huh. I can see it. Then fucking God bless that man. Yeah. He is yeah. a genius. But I, yeah, yeah, I, I don't am... think it's that though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, because I don't look at James Franco and go, mm, genius. genius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I, I got to read it though. I mean, oh, fuck I, yeah. I, if I you know had more time in planning, I, I just would have brought it here and read it to you on the yeah. show. There's got to be like a recap somewhere online. Like you think there? Oh, be I'll one just of those, get the like, book. Yeah. I'm reading that thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brian says there's, there's spotty parts. Yeah, but, uh, but but listen, there's a payoff or a chapter where he writes about a girl who fucks him. Yeah, <laughs> from her view. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, yeah. speaking of geniuses, mm-hmm. we got a king ring. Oh, oh yeah, that we, we do. Can get right that's into. Right. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Ding, ding. We need a ding sound. (laughs) 
King Ring. That would have been impossible. Greg to find and Casey are watching yeah. uh, plenty of Stephen King miniseries. Fuck yeah. yeah, we are. Uh, in advance of the some upcoming adaptations. That, yeah, yeah. Readaptations. Mm-hmm. Uh, adaptations of The Stand and yeah. It coming out. Yep. And uh, look sort of prestige Yeah. So we've gone back to uh, uh, to check out some of Stephen King's lesser efforts. Yeah. Or, well, uh, uh, the or lesser just efforts. efforts. Of, <laughs> yeah. Of of trying to turn uh, good properties into bad. Yeah. Now only I like, in the miniseries genre. Yeah. I do feel like his the the theatrical release films are generally quite good. Yeah. It, it's funny more to think that they're more good than bad because yeah. you think, oh man, it's impossible to do a Stephen yeah. King. Well, no. Now no, no. there's been enough really great ones. Yeah. yeah. And I like that you guys, in preparation for this, thought this that this would be another Tommy Knocker's style uh, length. Of of miniseries, yeah, because we're I doing that. We did the stand yeah. this week, yeah. Not remembering that it, it's six hours. Long. Yeah, you guys were like, oh, you know, I think I'll watch it t- tomorrow, and I was like, you guys are gonna watch it all tomorrow? I just saw it in a thrift store, and it was four VHS tapes. Yeah, I'm yeah, pretty sure it's six hours. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna do half today. Yeah, yeah. And so you watch the first two halves. Episode, yeah. That's right. The plague and the dreams. Right. Yeah. All again directed by a Mick- longtime collaborator, Mick Garris. Right. Like, longtime. Mm-hmm. Like puzzlingly long time collaborator because yeah. he has done pretty much all shit. Yeah, yeah. I honestly, he, I like Critters too. Uh, That's it, yeah. right? Yeah, no, he's not. D- does somebody like him? Just like ah, he's gonna get it right this yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's <laughs> one more, like, one I more time up Stephen to bat. King. I think it's Stephen King because Stephen King's always a producer on the ones that Mick Garris is a director yeah, for. So yeah, I guess so he like, just gets the most control. Like, but he needs to get the fuck away from his properties. Yeah, uh, I think. I think uh, the thing I, he, I think he did a short. Like, I think he did a short. Uh, the Stephen King related thing that he saw and was like, I love this. So, like, you're in charge of everything mm. or whatever. And this was almost a movie originally. Uh, Romero was going to direct. Uh, like, this was. I feel like that would have been. Uh, I don't know. Well, okay. Uh, for, first, uh, off the bat, yeah. I'm just going to say uh, what I've seen so far, I didn't see this when it was on TV. Oh, I did. Um, and, uh, and I hadn't read the book. Have you not read The Stand? No. Oh, it's great. Um, so far, I've seen the first half of the miniseries. Yeah, I think it's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's it's fucking great. pretty good. Again, it's probably his best book. Horrible shit. Oh yeah, but it start like it really. I I think it has like a half an hour of just like solidly amazing off the totally. top. The tone is really good. But once uh, the guy who plays Larry Underwood turns up, oh, that's your first God. bookmark of. We have miscast someone. Oh, oh, like in the most hilarious way yeah, possible. That guy sucks. It's like uh, it's like um, uh, it's like if uh, Squiggy from uh, Laverne and Shirley sang Peebo Bryson songs or something. Baby, can you dig your man? Baby, can you dig your man? Uh, it in is the, the book, weirdest. he's like. He's kind of like a Springsteen kind of musician. Oh, so, so he's, he's like, a, like he's a hey, guy from the, he's I'm a guy s- from the neighborhood, but yeah, he's not fucking you know one of the Jets. <laughs> yeah, like you know? this this guy is. I don't even know because he's not even doing a proper like. Hey, I'm this guy over here because he's yeah, just yeah. like a little weaselly. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Greasy. And talks a, like weirdly and like a uh, like sort of a sexy way to his mom. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Ma, this is gonna be a big hit, man. <laughs> Ma, forty thousand dollars, ma. I'm right next to your ear. <laughs> hey, ma, I'm very close to you right now. <laughs> um, uh, for those of you who haven't read the book, The Stand, 
a, uh, a government-made, a military-grade uh, disease gets leaked, wipes out pretty much the entire population of the Earth, uh, except for people who are just luckily genetically immune to it. And uh, as the uh, basically as the fat's boiled off and you just have like the, these small groups of people left, a strong force of good and a strong force of evil sort of peek their heads up and uh, there's a final stand for humanity. Mm-hmm. Hence ah, the fucking the, title. The titular stand. Yeah, yeah. Now it's I a fucking it. great book. I strongly recommend it. I've read it twice. Uh, m- m- people who consider it his best aren't wrong. I think it might be. It's really fucking good. But yeah, so the miniseries better than it, better than all of the ones we've watched so far. <laughs> but there's some it, really it won an Emmy. Really bad stuff in it. It is solidly entertaining. Yeah, like, oh, oh yeah. I yeah, never yeah. found even the bad bored. shit's like, well, I'm at, yeah, because the story's so good. It's constantly yeah. moving. It's not boring like Tommyknockers. Uh, there's some inexplicable things like uh, uh, why is Ed Harris completely uncredited in this movie? Uh, I don't know. I mean, he he's like in the beginning to kind of I don't know give you a little star power off the top. Maybe sure, sure. Doing and it I, as a I guess that's I why know. that's that's uh, why Kathy Bates is in there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what is this? Nineteen ninety four. This came yeah, ninety four. Yep. Misery had misery happened. It I mean, had. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure. Let me check. I'll double yeah. check. Um, um, I don't know. Favors to what? Maybe you know. Misery Ed Harris was did needful things. Yeah. Well, so yeah, no, maybe both, it's like a little, yeah. Needful Things was uh, I, 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 93, and yeah. Shawshank was 94. So this came out the same year as Shawshank. Okay. There's some weird casting in this thing. Yeah, uh, some really bad, some oh. bad casting at times. And, well, I wonder if it's bad casting or if it's just bad direction. Because, well, again... It, it is pretty paint-by-numbers direction here. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. No I think at best, whatever. at best, Mick Garris's direction gets out of the way, and at worst, it ruins everything. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that, that is pretty much dead on what's happened yeah, with, the, yeah. with the stand so far. Uh, again, we, we, uh, we have Rob Lowe as a... Um, Oh, uh, as a uh, yeah, he's Nick Andros in this. N- Nick Andros, they keep calling him deaf and dumb, yeah. but uh, yeah, he's he's a mute who can oh, by, uh, who's deaf and also can sometimes hear owls, <laughs> because there's a point where he wakes up and uh, there's an owl sound and he looks over real quick. Not like, waking up in the field in one of his no, dreams? no, not in the field when he wakes up from the field. Oh, yeah, um, <laughs> good job. Yeah, well, so, maybe uh, Rob Lowe is terrified of owls. Hey. Uh, <laughs> at an owl, I'm not acting if there's an owl in here. <laughs> I told you, I would not act it's if there my, was an owl in my rider. Okay, guys. Yeah, yeah that's in uh, every contract. I don't like it when owls watch me act. Uh, and yeah, Max Wright shows up in this too. That's, yeah, you know, he uh, he shows up just long <laughs> enough to to get a paycheck. Yeah, that he can take down to the docks and. Uh, well, we all know. <laughs> um, uh, the worst thing going on in this movie is Corin Uh No, not the worst thing. Uh, he's he's definitely in the top three worst things. Yeah. Uh, he's comically bad. Did a bunch of bees sting his face? <laughs> I don't know. They, you know, here's what they did. The character in the book, Harold Lauder, is a, is a big fat guy. Yeah. And he's in love with his neighbor, mm-hmm. who is pregnant with her ex-boyfriend's baby. Mm-hmm. And uh, throughout the, the living in the apocalyptic world, he loses the weight. But over a long period of time. Right. You know. Uh, so he's, like, uncomfortably sweaty. And, and he always wear much like the, the character in It, he always wears track suits and, like, uh, big sweaters to cover his right. chubbiness. Mm-hmm. 
So, like, they were like, well, we'll just get Corn Nemec. He's tall and skinny, so let's draw some zits on him. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what it feels like. It feels like yeah. um, they've taken somebody who is, uh, uh, like, a good-looking guy. Um, and they're like, well, we have to find a reason why Molly Ringwald doesn't want to fuck this guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Give him a couple of zits. <laughs> Which, by the way, just look like bee stings all over his Absolutely. face. Absolutely. Um, and he's just a terrible actor. He's he's really bad. Yeah. Uh, Parker Lewis can't lose. Uh, Corn Nemec, though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> loses all over the place. Yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> the, uh, I'm reading a review of this right now as you guys are talking about it, and somebody says in the review, Parker Lewis can't act. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, no, sir. <laughs> uh, but I will say, uh, we were watching it today, and um, there's a point, Dan Gorman, where Corin Nemec... Oh, has, yes. I noticed this, too. Yeah. If they're uh, ever going to make a movie about See You Next Wednesday and someone had to play evil Dan Gorman... Yeah. What? It's going to be him. <laughs> because there's a point where he has your exact hair, yep, your immaculate your glasses, hair, yep. your glasses, and then he just kind of turns his face slightly, and it's like, oh, my God, he looks exactly like Dan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll take a screenshot crazy. of that. I'll put it up on the Facebook yeah. page. Yeah, it's yeah because we need more stuff on the Facebook page that is Dan Gorman-centric, like Gormanos and stuff. Let's get <laughs> you guys in some memes for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> We're giving the people what they want. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, How is the like? Okay, so this is a this is from ninety four. Yeah. Uh, this is a Stephen King adaptation. Is there any kind of? And this is also Mick Garris. Is there any kind of like? Because when we watch Sleepwalkers. There were some pretty sort of bad effects. Like, is there special effects in no, this? No, because yet, it or? doesn't really need effects. No. The effects are all makeup driven, like people are dead. Okay. And they're all pretty good. Yeah. yeah. And there's some shots where there's. Uh, the people who are left are all having visions and dreams okay. of two figures. Uh, one of them is Mother Abigail, and she's uh, she's on her porch in a, in a cornfield. And one Why Stephen King. Why does everybody have to keep referring to the fact that she's black? Everybody in this in this thing keeps going. Uh, oh, we have to go see that old black lady. Yeah. Oh, there's an old black lady on a porch. We gotta yeah. go see her. Say old lady. We'll, yeah. we'll get. We'll, <laughs> that's all. That's all the information that's relevant. <laughs> Uh, it was 94. People weren't sure. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> they guess needed, they needed, you had to specify yeah, back yeah. then. It was, it was whoa, whoa, whoa. Ago. You're going to see someone? Tell me more. <laughs> Be specific. Um, so, yeah. They see her or they see this guy who's referred to as a great many things, the walking dude. Okay. The dark man. Uh, and a lot of the shots of him are really cool, mm-hmm. where he like freaks people out at the end of their visions. You know, some, oh yeah, like, the, the red eyes and the dark face, like fucking. There's, there's some really good. Those edits. shots are really cool. Yeah, uh, the shots. There's good sound editing and and visual editing with that stuff. I think really they they land home really hard. A couple of them. When he starts acting, though, uh, I it's he's a little much. I think. Yeah, he mm-hmm. now they to, to play Randall Flag. They wanted they 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 uh they considered Christopher Walken. Oh man, that would have been amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, uh, <laughs> there's a list here. That James Woods. Yeah, William uh, Defoe. William Defoe. Yeah, all of which was like, well, these are all real actors who yeah. won't be in our little television show, so we'll get this guy who's friends with Miguel Ferrer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And and Steve, it says here Stephen King wanted someone that the audience quote wasn't terribly familiar with. Sure, that's yeah, that's yeah. what you wanted. They did. Yeah. The other people didn't turn <laughs> you it didn't down. You didn't want Christopher Walken or Jeff Goldblum in '94. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You wanted nobody. <laughs> yeah, people, people know who those actors are because yeah. they're good at acting. Um, it's a tall order to play Randall Flag. Uh, this guy gets better from what I remember. 
He's got some stuff that works. He's good at playing the sort of well, he's the not charm angle of him. No, no. He's like not when awful. he goes and meets Miguel Ferrer. Miguel yeah. Ferrer's in this movie, by the way, and he's always awesome. Yeah, he's great in this, and that character he plays is really cool. Man, I want to read the book again now, actually. That's yeah. what this did to me. It was like, oh, nope, I'm due. <laughs> it, it made me really excited for a, a big screen adaptation. Yeah, of yeah. It but because I, aren't they planning to just do one movie, though? Yeah, like three, as far as I know. Three Crazy. hours, yeah. You can't do it. How how is this ter- in terms of being on TV? Like, did did you miss like sort of because because I I imagine as a Stephen King novel, there's stuff that you can not do on TV that's in the book. Uh, well, it's just the extremes of things. Yeah, you know, like there's more gore to it. Yeah, the language obviously. And uh, does it feel that, muted though, or does it feel fine? It it just feels like like poorly directed version of it's because it's so it's. It, it's lacking any kind of artistic flair because okay. it is very uh, point by point. Like this is the book. Yeah, you know, it's it's almost scene for scene, really. But it just doesn't have any of the the book is you know it's it's got pacing and tension, and you really feel these characters are all again. He's great at developing character, and they're all so well fleshed out. And this is just kind of like here they are. Yeah, <laughs> and again, it's as far as TV miniseries from Stephen King go, pretty good. Yeah, you know, but yeah, yeah. It, all things considered, it's uh, it, like I can't wait to watch the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, there, but yeah, like there's there's certain things like Rob Lowe, like everyone has to go find this woman and then go to Colorado. Uh, so on their sort of like little journeys, uh, Rob Lowe meets up with uh, uh-huh. Bill Fagerbach, 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 uh, 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 TV's dauber from Coach and Coach. Yep. Uh, Ooh. And he is sweetly retarded. Yeah. And also, they call him retard an awful lot. Quite a bit. Um, uh, and his whole thing is he keeps... Like, yeah. his daddy told him, taught him how to spell, but everything he spells is, is spelled moon. M-O-O-N. Yeah. M-O-O-N spells and it, retarded guy. Yeah, in the book, that works really well. And there's, an ex- there's more background to it, like what's going through his head and why he does that. And it means more, and it just—it I don't know. It's like a lot of Stephen King isms. They work. They work on the page. Yeah. And they don't coming out of somebody's mouth, especially when it's every other fucking line. Like he, like I don't know if this is the actor's fault or if it's the director, because like in this scene, but I think they're both guilty. Yeah. <laughs> like like he's really playing like, oh boy, I'm just a dumb old yeah. retard. Yeah. Like it it's almost kind of offensive a little bit and then yeah. um they meet Shawnee Smith, who I've really quite liked in things. Uh yeah, she's been alright in some stuff. Not this. No. <laughs> God, no. She plays a uh horny slut yeah. who uh, I don't know what her thing is. Like, she just, like, she's like, oh, she, Rob Lowe just finds her in a drugstore, and she's like, oh, you should totally fuck me. And he's like, I got to get out of here. But he only points because he's deaf and dumb. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then she starts throwing her shoes and shit and just yep. really acting up a storm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, she has a, that when she leaves the scene, she runs down the street crying, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's, she's so cartoonish. Oh, yeah, like, ridiculous. this whole scene. Seems weirdly directed. Like somebody else came in and and like yeah, wanted to yeah. do like a weird Looney Tunes situation. <laughs> maybe maybe all the stuff that seems like it's directed by somebody else is just when Mick Garris's like tendencies came out. Like uh, th- those like, were the right. days that Stephen yeah. King wasn't on set. Yeah, and he's like uh, he's like claps his hands together, rubs them. All right, here's all my right. day. It's Garris's time. To Everybody shot. crank it up to eleven. <laughs> yeah, we're making up for lost time here, people. Yeah. 
I want everybody acting double from now All on. All right, get get some kitty cats in here, get some incest, get some critters. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, um, so part two coming yeah. coming next week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, There's some weird cameos in this movie, too. Yeah. Uh, John Landis is in it. I haven't yeah. seen him yet. Oh, uh, uh, Sam Joe Raimi. Bob Briggs. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... Uh, yeah, John Landis was in Sleepwalkers too. Oh, yeah, there was a bunch of people. There was a bunch of directors. Too. Yeah, I feel like That's Mick, Mick Garris, Garris is just thing. a really good guy to hang out with. Well, I yeah, also I feel so. like he's someone that not as I don't like making the speculation that like he surrounds himself with other people that are better than him. I, I would. I'm not actually going to say that, but I will say that he created Masters of Horror, and it is kind of interesting that this guy who has dabbled in the horror, uh, you know, genre without ever really having a huge breakout hit, was then like, well, I'm going to start this TV show and I'll direct some of it. You know what I mean? Like, it seems kind of weird. I, yeah. I was kind of surprised to find that he created it because I was like, he's not a, a master of horror. I don't know. Yeah, no, in my I didn't opinion. know he created it either. Yeah. No, I didn't know that. And, so, but, but he did give himself, uh, like, like, that's the whole conceit of the show is like these little horror movies directed by prominent directors yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, of which he thinks he's one. I guess, I guess yeah. What an I've, asshole! <laughs> and he and then he also did a uh, write write two of them and and direct two of them as well. Yeah. So huh. yeah, I always have kind of thought like Masters of Horror was a weird thing, especially you know sometimes there's they put it's people in there. Pretty hit and miss. Yeah, and then there's also people in them where you're like, that's I would never even think of that name when I think of Masters of Horror. And, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, but yeah. uh, part two, part two next week coming soon. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. a bunch of really cool people in it too. Oh, <laughs> did you find it weird not putting? That Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is just oh, wandering yeah. the streets. Yeah, he's the, like, bring out your dead. Like, yeah, the, you know, yeah, the, the end the, is the, near. The oh, crazy guy. man foretelling I thought he was playing end. himself as a guy, just as him wandering the streets. There's <laughs> Maybe Kareem, he was. It sort of seems Maybe like that. it, because he doesn't have a character. He is literally just a guy walking around the streets going, uh, bring out your dead. The day of reckoning is upon us. But it's just clearly Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yep. God, something um, yeah, I'm excited to hear super the plot, second but it's half. The best one so yeah, far. It's super I wanna, entertaining. Yep. I want. I'm, I'm excited because I think this is a good kind of cliffhanger. Sort of like this. Mm. So far, this is the best. Let's see what happens in the. Yeah, there's the two three finale. more hours to go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But read the book. If you haven't read the book, it's really good. Yeah, I've really never read good. it, so I'm gonna read it again yeah, now. I'll I can't to. help it. Can't stop thinking about it. Um. All right. Well, let's uh, let's roll on down to film roulette, <laughs> shall we? <laughs> let's get into it. <laughs> Film Roulette is our weekly segment where the three of us roll a die and the two high rollers, they get to go see something good. And this week, the good movie was the uh, well-reviewed Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, directed by Matt Reeves. And the loser has to go and see something garbage or doesn't look like uh, it'll be up our alley, which was Begin Again. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a musical sort of uh, fairy tale esque, uh, once esque film. Nobody gives a shit. Yeah, directed by John <laughs> Carney. Uh, the loser gets to give the winners an album to listen to for the rest of the week. And uh, that's what I'll be doing. Uh, and Greg and I had to listen to Magic at the Hand of Casey. And then we will uh, roll to see what happens next week. That's right. Yeah. There are kids outside. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if anyone heard that on the uh, mic. Mm-hmm. So, okay. I was dying to see Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. You guys got to go see it. We sure did. Uh, ah. As I said, directed by I Matt Reeves. Today. Starring Gary Oldman, Carrie Russell, Andy Serkis, tons of other people. 
Yeah, surprise, uh, surprise, Andy Serkis plays a monkey. Yeah, <laughs> IMDb has this the plot. This is the eighth movie where Andy Serkis <laughs> is yeah. playing a monkey. Uh, IMDb's plot synopsis goes such as this. In the wake of a disaster that changed the world, the growing and genetically evolving apes find themselves at a critical point with the human race. Uh, so what do you guys, What? where, how, where do you guys start? Uh, I don't know. I guess just uh, overall impressions of the movie to start. Yeah. Were you guys sure. fans of the other? Because uh, I liked it. I had a good it was time flawed, with it. Yeah. But I, I liked stuff it was... I liked, some other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was goofy as fuck and I did not like it. No? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, so, so how, how did you feel then yeah. seeing this? Were you excited to see this? Because I feel, I know we've talked about how great the trailer was. I was excited to see okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll go in with an open mind. Like, And uh, uh, what happened with this one is it's goofy as fuck and I fucking loved it. (laughs) It is fucking great, with the exception of a couple of things. There didn't need to be any people in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) They were all terrible, including Gary Oldman. Yeah. Uh, But the stories where it's just the apes, amazing. Yeah. I would you think? Yeah, it's pretty entertaining, man. I had a good time. It's not the greatest. It's just, you know, like... Yeah, it's a million dollar monkey movie. <laughs> but but this like the way it's they they start setting it up, um, it's like okay, yeah, the the apes are getting smarter, and these are the yeah. themes of like you know of a civilization on the rise kind of thing, and like these the, these are sort of, sort of the moral implications yeah. of that, mm-hmm. and blah blah. And you're like, okay, well, I I see how they have to it's do way that kind too of thing. long with that too. Like this movie's over long, I think. Oh, I disagree. I didn't think it was. Uh, uh, it totally held my interest. Oh yeah, I was re- I, unless there was a person on the screen. Well, yeah, that, <laughs> uh, the first like half hour or forty minutes, I was kind of like, ah, fucking, let's do something here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I kind of liked. I liked the pacing. Like I liked how they set everything up. Like, um, I just wasn't invested. I was having a bad movie theater experience though. Oh, uh, uh, you're the, you. You seem to be cursed uh, with those. This was retarded. There was people talking everywhere. None of them close enough to me for me to be able yeah, to yeah. yell at them. But also then, like, right in the beginning when they're really setting the tone of, like, how the earth is gone, like, yeah. everybody's dead, this fucking a couple comes in late, and they're talking to each other, but loud, like, people who whisper like this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, I can't see anything. Can you see anything? I can't see anything in here. <laughs> like, just thinking to myself, like, just wait for a second. The screen's black because it's the title. Yeah. Look at the screen. Yeah. You'll be able to see in a second. Yeah. And instead, the guy turns the flashlight on in his phone. Oh, man. Sh- oh. Shines it in my face. And then I'm in a theater where there's like 15 people. Yeah. They sit directly next to me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, that happens to you all the time. On. Why well, are you sitting right here? They were looking for you. Yeah. That's, yeah. Like, like it just, oh, there he is. Yeah. And then and they're an odorous couple. Uh, uh, I, the girl was sitting next to me and, I, and she was wear, wearing a great deal of leather products. Yeah. That I could all smell, yeah. and I could smell the makeup on her. You know when you can smell makeup yeah. on someone? I'm just like, what are you doing <laughs> at 1 o'clock on a Tuesday like this? <laughs> that is that is amazing, though, because like, <laughs> your theater experience is so rife with people sitting right next to <laughs> yeah. you and stinking. <laughs> Yeah, you you attract them. You I don't attract know. those people. I don't know what's going on. Or or there are a lot of listeners out there that are playing a very cruel but yeah, brilliant maybe. joke <laughs> by always that's... finding you in a theater. And I hope that's oh, what it is. man, alive. So yeah. yeah, I was a little 
you know, not Irritable. invested yeah. in the first half hour until yeah. they finally yeah, shut yeah, up no, and I, got I, settled. Yeah, no, I get that, and I get not being invested in it because, like, I like while it was happening, I'm like, I don't need any of this to be happening. Yeah. But then, in context of the rest of the movie, I was like, oh, okay. Then I kind of like that they took their time with it and 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 let you because, like, I mean, you're identifying with the monkeys in the movie yeah. is kind of like there's limited ways that they can do that yeah so they had to be sort of obvious with some stuff and then but like the, there's the the monkey that sort of befriends the the two excuse me the two guys one of whom the, was the, oh, the orangutan yeah, uh, yeah no um no, there's the uh, like they they sort of show you the monkeys uh, uh the I keep saying monkeys yeah. uh, the apes um they 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 show how different ones are sort of adapting to their their sort of like status yeah. and power because the the apes are gaining power um and and some of them do it through you know like caesar the main the main ape does it yeah. through you know like uh moral and sort of like ethical ways and then yeah. there's a, another one who wants to challenge his authority and sort of become violent and and, 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 and yeah koba uh koba gooding junior um and he and and it sort of shows how like his journey. But then there's other there's other monkeys. Like there's this one who sort of like befriends these two humans, um, and you're like, but it's in a really unsettling and weird way. And you, and and he's sort of like trying to ingratiate himself in that way by just like kind of like being a monkey and by like you know waving his arms in the air and like doing like kind of crazy monkey things and disarming them that way by going like, oh, this guy's just a stupid monkey. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like there, there's really interesting things that they touch on in this movie that uh, that they didn't need to to just make a big dumb action movie yeah no it's definitely thoughtful yeah uh, and some of the effects are breathtakingly good yeah some of them are not no sometimes the monkeys walk around I'm like look at this monkey cartoon I'm watching <laughs> uh <laughs> Million dollar monkey did cartoon. You, did you lean over to the makeup lady and go, oh, "Look at this monkey cartoon I'm watching"? Uh, and I liked a lot of the character designs. Like I liked, like you could really tell, you know, because some some are gorillas and some are chimps and whatever. Yeah. But they really did a good job of like you could really tell the difference between Caesar and Koba mm. and Caesar's yeah. son. Well, yeah, because you know, they, they give really them, had good facial design, they, and they give them fairly, yeah. They give them fairly obvious, uh, um, uh, like like sort of things. Oh, as markings well. like, and stuff. Yeah, markings. Like, like uh, Koba has like one kind of uh, like glaucoma eye or whatever yeah, yeah. it is, and uh, one of them has like big you know scars across his chest. Yeah. So you go, okay, that's the sun. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They're they're good at that, but but it is also like they kind of, they do make the faces very different. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, but again, the the people in this movie just awful. Uh, yeah, who is that main guy, and why does he exist? I like him. Really, uh, Jason Clark. Jason Clark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He I, was really good in Zero Dark Thirty. Uh, uh, see, I didn't see Zero Dark Thirty. I think that's uh, the one that might change my mind or something. Yeah, he's but, been in a few yeah, things. He was in Lawless. He doesn't have a lot to do. He's. I, I've liked him in a bunch of shit. Uh, he's. He's got big things coming up too. I don't remember what he, he got does. Cast in, yeah, uh, like he's. Uh, uh, he's in uh, the upcoming Terminator movie as John yeah. Connor. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that guy's. Uh, that guy's pretty good. This okay. is not like an you know where he had a lot to do at all, or anybody had a lot to do. No. Like even Gary Oldman's not good in this. Gary so. Oldman's just boring. Like yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Which is weird. Russell. The people are all in, afterthoughts. Yeah, yeah. No, like they put so much character into these apes and not into the people. It's the weird. apes outact the monk uh, the monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> the apes outact the people. Yeah, 
just like roundly across the board that yeah. Carrie Russell is making her big comeback in this movie yeah, I don't know. where where the human beings are completely superfluous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Although they shouldn't be because the whole conceit is like ape the against two sides. Man. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting to hear that they're so, so the movie does try and like put you uh, in the position of liking the monkeys or the apes more. Oh, it right? does a okay. way more successful job yeah. at that. Okay, yeah. the the people suck. I'm yeah. like, oh, maybe monkeys should rule the world for yeah, a while. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like the monkeys are super intelligent because of people. Yeah. Everyone died because of people. Yeah, now more monkeys and people are dying because of the people. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> yeah, and like there there's sort of a bad guy monkey, and the bad yeah. guy monkey again wants to use violence, but. I mean, he's almost sort of justified in certain ways yeah. until it, it goes too far. Yeah. Um, I like to, because the, the monkeys are talking more in this one. And because uh, you just got like a, I think he says no at the end of the first movie. Yeah. So you're like, oh, here, yeah, starting up. Which I, I liked the pacing of that too. Yeah. Like all of a sudden, this movie, like, they're not like talking. The yeah. shot of the movie. Yeah. So they're, they don't, they're mostly, they communicate through sign language, which is pretty cool. Right. Uh, with subtitles. Um, but when they do use the voice, it's 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 laborious for them. So it, it comes out in two ways, like breathy, pushed out whispers yeah. or like primal scream yelling. Yeah. yeah. And it's really effective because it's it's a like a, a human sounding voice, but a, but a really angry one yeah. Yeah, coming out of a monkey. And it's really it's jarring when it happens when they yell. With that human sounding voice, it's, it's, it's really fucking effective. Yeah, it is because it's because you get the sense of like it's it's all the the pow- like the fucking physical yeah. raw power of an ape. Yeah, like coming out vocally. One thing I will say is that they know all those words. Uh, speed it the fuck up! <laughs> like they don't need to be like monkeys over here. Do they? Uh, they refer monkeys. to themselves as monkeys. <laughs> Angry. Yeah, they don't know either. They don't know either. So <laughs> I don't feel bad. Yeah. Um, but like, it's like you know all those words. I think they have like limited them. like speech. They're still figuring it out. Like the, it's his. It's son just he's can very exhausting spit for them. The words out finally at the end. You know. Yeah. So I mean, because they're they're uh, quickly evolving, but still they're in the process mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're pumping the brakes on making them like. We are monkey people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, yeah, they I don't, have, telling they them don't have British accents yet. <laughs> Please enjoy yourself uh, with our coconut Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go into the other room and throw my feces. <laughs> ring, 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 banana phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, I ate it. <laughs> it's for my mouth. <laughs> Yeah, um, no, I I, re- um, I still want to see this. I, it's, yeah, it's super entertaining, and it's goofy as fuck. Like I, I feel oh, like a movie where goofy. I feel like a movie where. But my my problem with it is is that it, it's on its face pretty goofy. Uh, you know, monkeys are going to take over the world. Yeah. So there was something kind of campy Walken? about uh, monkeys are going <laughs> to break. <laughs> um, uh, the you know, so it's a movie that on its face yeah. needs a little bit of camp value. And it's kind of rooted in yeah. yeah. Which the first one did, you know, or the first series did have yeah. a bit of campiness. Oh yeah, and then the Tim Burton ones didn't have enough campiness. No. This one, th- this movie, is a little too self serious. Yeah, it's I think ba- as well. yeah, it's deadly serious. Yeah, there isn't a moment of levity in it. No, no, and and I I don't know. Like I feel like there could have just been a little bit of like it could have benefited from a little bit of eighties wonder. Yeah, you know, like where where it's in a fantastical world that's not yeah. entirely. So then, when something does great wrong, point, but that's some a of, great point, it really would have helped it. Yeah, yeah. And that's it, specific. It, well, that's specific why those thing. movies work yeah. so well, right? Because it's like the wonder turns to something 
that's so far away from wonder it becomes that kind of like you get the emotional reaction right you know, that's why jurassic park works so well is because when i when you first see it you are like holy shit they made yeah. you know dinosaurs yeah. out of cgi for this movie so that when they go wrong you're like oh my god the thing i was so like in wonder of earlier is now like a right. scary force but they also yeah. also they also give you uh, a, a couple of strong characters to identify with mm-hmm. um and this movie doesn't no. yeah no. Uh, but but again, if you can, like, I made the conscious decision to go, okay, like, this movie is so fucking goofy, but I'm just going to jump right in because everybody liked the first one. Maybe I was missing something. Mm-hmm. And I really, really enjoyed this well, movie. This is considerably better than the first one. Yeah. Um, and I think more it'll be more of a rewatch kind of thing. It's like, I like mm-hmm. the first one, but I don't think I'll ever watch it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I liked it at the time. I feel like maybe I would watch it one more time, but I don't. I can't mm-hmm. see myself going back to that well, no. No, yeah. no, no. This one has a more, you know, uh, adventure moments to it and a, quite a lot of action for the climax. Yeah. The last half an hour is just nothing just, but action. Yeah. Yeah. Shit going on. Yeah, yeah. And pretty good action, too, I'll, yeah. I'll say. And it's nicely directed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. See, uh, the, the Did you see it in 3D? I did. Yeah. I yeah. don't know if it needed to be in 3D. There's nothing. That oh, it, like, it did not need to be in 3D. There's nothing 3D uh, other than the it. fact that it's a big CGI movie, yeah. and yeah. you're not allowed to make those anymore without that putting 3D. It in 3D. Right, right, right. Like I yeah. wish this movie was dimmer, <laughs> <laughs> slightly. There's <laughs> a lot third dimension. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, I definitely say see it. Yeah. Um, walk, don't run. Good, <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 Uh, walk. Walk briskly. Yeah. yeah. I'll the make it out theater. eventually. Yeah, you yeah. can watch it on TV too. Yeah. I think. yeah, look both ways. Yeah, <laughs> don't like obey traffic laws. Yeah, yeah, be safe. Yeah, you know, <laughs> come on, guys, come on. Yeah, hey, hey, let's all try to love each other out there. Yeah, like monkeys. <laughs> yeah, or apes. Yeah. Uh, well, I saw a movie about loving loving each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw Begin Again. <laughs> this is directed by John Carney. He directed uh, Once. Which uh, was kind of a big, you know, underground hit, kind of made on their own budget for their own, uh, on their own dime and became this big, big thing. Uh, Swept the nation, became a musical and and so on and so forth. Skyrocketed this well season uh, into fame and subsequent breakup. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So this is another similar movie sort of about musicians and their lives and the way that their lives inform their music. Uh, this stars Kira Knightley and Mark Ruffalo, as well as Adam Levine. And IMDb's synopsis goes as such: a chance encounter between disgraced music business executive, played by Mark Ruffalo, and a young singer-songwriter new to Manhattan, played by Kira Knightley, turns into a promising collaboration between the two talents. Uh, this is getting sort of, you know, pretty average reviews. I think it's sitting at like six point something on Metacritic. Mm-hmm. I think it, it due in part for the fact that some people have uh it 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 doesn't seem to be split it's not like a divisive there's a lot of bad a lot of good but there's also a bunch of middling <laughs> yeah um yeah i think I love, there's a lot of people who are like this is just a nice movie yeah, yeah. you know I, that, most of the reviews i read yeah you know, to see if this was worthy of being a punishment movie uh, or a loser was just like everyone's like what a nice little story i yeah. imagine this is what the music industry is yeah like. yeah oh, <laughs> i can see All that right. <laughs> um and uh i i didn't know until the movie started that this is actually produced by judd apatow Really? Yes. Huh. Um, so I I, actually, I have actually seen some uh, very vitriolic reviews for this movie that mm-hmm. really really raged against it. And my yeah. my my opinions coming out of this film was like, there's no reason to put that much effort into, into hating, hating this movie. Yeah. It's just what it is. It's it it's it's at times charming. It's at times so stupid. <laughs> and. 
um, the majority of it is forgettable. Yeah. Um, Mark Ruffalo and Keira Knightley, I actually, I actually, Mark Ruffalo is chewing the scenery a little bit in this movie because he plays sort of like well, disgraced. The only actor uh, involved because yeah. Keira Knightley's not an actor. I really no, liked Keira Knightley in this. Really? I thought she was great. She's, just she's the worst. Easily the best part of this movie. Mm. She's a good actor for a walking stick. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I've seen her in movies and I've really enjoyed her. And I think, I don't know, like, if I've seen, I feel like she's one of those people where I just like don't again don't have the effort to like I don't like I don't have an a, an opinion on her other than that I've seen her in uh, Never Let Me Go which I think is a brilliant film and she's great in it mm-hmm. and and then other than that I'm just like the stuff she's in that's bad I'm always like that's not for me anyway yeah I don't know like she was in we watched the, what was the she was the love interest in the born the new born or the what hmm. was it. Fuck. What? Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, uh, she was the Jack wife Ryan? of Jack, Jack Ryan, Ryan, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I remember everyone was like, "She's the worst in it." And I was like, "I don't know. She was just a not very good actress. I yeah. didn't hate she was, it. She was a boring person <laughs> in a boring movie." Yeah, and I forgot about both of them. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I, I I've seen I've, what I've seen is general. I don't. I didn't like her in any of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Mm-hmm. No, uh, I, I really hated movies. her in that uh, Freud movie. I didn't see that. Oh, oh I didn't see that either. She That's is, was that Adam McGoyan? Cronenberg. Uh, uh, Cronenberg. Uh, yeah. Six of one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh man, she's just retarded in it. Sorry, uh, she's M O N awful in it. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not a fan. Yeah. Domino garbage. You yeah, know. I heard that she kind of yeah was pretty bad in that too, yeah. and I and that that a lot of those movies too, I've never just, seen, so as yeah, well yeah. I just maybe yeah, have never yeah, been exposed yeah, yeah. to it. That was but suppo- I, look, remember when that came out, Domino? That was supposed to be this huge thing. Yeah, oh yeah, Scott, Tony yeah. Scott's back. Yeah, kind of thing, yeah. But, um, Tony Scott's back. He doesn't give up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, yeah I, I thought Keira Knightley in this is is very charming. Uh, I really I really thought she was good. The songs in this movie aren't so great. Um, but ba- it basically, really? the problem with this movie, I mean, the songs aren't aren't awful, atrocious, bad. No, they're just like these but they're kind just kind of like songs. It's like yeah. it's like I saw once, and those songs were did, mem- Ab- were did Adam Levine write any music for this movie? I think so. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Is he a revelation? He's not a revelation. Was he revealed to you? Peter Travers <laughs> says that he's a revelation on the uh, on the on the poster. Yeah. He the is, whole poster is written by Peter Travers. Yeah, he he's. Uh, he's a smaller part of the film, and whenever he's on screen, he definitely drags it the, it down a bit. He's wow. not a, he's not a good actor, yeah. but he's thankfully not in it a lot. I mean, he's not like the worst thing you'll ever see, but you're just like, yeah, you're a person who's not an actor. Why are you in this? Yeah, they tried to do like a Timberlake thing with him on Saturday Night Live, and they let him host once. Yeah, I can see uh, that. And uh, it's it's just. I mean, he has pipes, like, oh, for yeah, the well, kind of music he's singing, he Oh, yeah, no, he can it, definitely but. sing, but it's that thing, like, where everyone around him, like, you know when they have, like, a sports figure on Saturday Night Live, so yeah. Yeah. so they're usually just the straight man going, like, what the heck's going on in this crazy yeah. scene? Because they're very wooden and unpleasant, <laughs> and that's, uh-huh. that's Adam Levine, so yeah. I don't understand why they're trying to do this with him. Yeah, right so, I mean, the big thing with this movie is that it tries to sort of play with the timeline a little, but not too much to make it confusing, but it does jump around a lot. Yeah. So the movie does sort of open with uh, uh, Mark Ruffalo seeing Keira Knightley at, like, an open mic. She gets dragged up by a friend uh, to play a song, and he loves it um, and tries to sort of approach her to produce her album because he is at an all-time low, and he run used to run a record label with his partner, who's played by Most Def, 
Uh, and they have like this really, really popular record label that was like influential in the hip hop scene in New York back in the day that he co-founded. But his partner, Most Def, is now kind of taking control of it because he's lost, you know, he's an alcoholic and shit. And so he's like trying to use Kira Knightley as like, I found this person. This is going to be, you know, our, our, our reputable artist. And you can, you know, Most Def's going after the pop stuff now. But uh, so he's like back to real hip hop with a lanky vertigo. <laughs> uh. Well, it's like a, it's like a, like a. There's, I'm trying to think of a, an album. Uh, sorry, a record label. It's like they started in hip hop, but then became sort of like all encompassing, like yeah. Island or something, or, yeah, or right. Universal yeah. or. But anyway, so yeah, he's like, I'm gonna take her and record an album, and then you find out through flashbacks that Kira Knightley uh has recently broken up with adam levine who they used to be in sort of a songwriting partnership and relationship where he's getting really famous and she isn't and and the label doesn't want her on his song like co-writing his songs anymore and all that um and it's just it's a lot of jumping around and and it's i mean it's not good and 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 a lot of the songs are are not great but the 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 one thing that's actually like really silly that drags it down a little uh t- to the point of being like okay well this is stupid from just like this is passable is that Mark Ruffalo wants to do an album with her where they take her into different parts of the city and record all the tracks live in like alleyways and rooftops and different New York things and it's like i can see how that's a cool idea but the way that I it's can't. presented <laughs> The way I I was like that's it's like New York is like a member of this band. Yeah, <laughs> they they In go a lot of ways. New York is like the third member. Of yeah, this band. and they go about as far as you can without actually saying that. Uh, but I was still like I I will buy this in this disgusting. movie. Yeah, sure. Uh, up to a point. But when it came time for there to be like scenes where they're like recording the album and stuff, it's it's just presented so wrong. It's it, and not even wrong that like like the. You'd have to be pretty like not smart about music to know like like if you know what a microphone is mm-hmm. like it, there's like they have all these mics set up for them to play their music which is fine but then they have a mic on a like a boomstick that like Mark Ruffalo is like running around while they're recording like recording other things and like the producer is like twiddling like knobs and like running over and like moving a microphone in the middle of their take and stuff and i'm like this is just stupid like yeah you, you don't go over to like a drum mic and like put your hand inside the drum and like fucking like move a, a no. microphone while like you're recording recording digitally <laughs> yeah you don't have to do she's gonna ruin the take yeah and like mark ruffle has his like boom mic and he's like running Why around a boom i don't know why is i guess making a documentary <laughs> yeah the song? it's like he's like getting the ambience and stuff but then he's also like pointing at like the producer and be like, take, put her up and mix this guy lower with like his hands. And you're like, this is all needless. Yeah. Like just, well again, this is all what the general public thinks recording is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, everyone's running around and there's knobs. And yeah. Then, uh, microphones. Yeah. But I mean, there, there are Which moments, there are all those things. Yeah. There's moments like, of charming stuff. Gordon noise and put more science stuff around. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, there's, there's moments of charming stuff. There's moments of where it's really dumb. Another really dumb thing, uh, is that, there, uh, the, a, a, a headphone splitter kind of plays a key point in the plot because Mark Ruffalo's first date with his wife, played by Catherine uh, Keener, who's actually pretty great in this too. Uh, um, she's pretty great. The, their first date was they walked around New York listening to music with a headphone splitter, and so that's kind of like a thing for Mark Ruffalo. And he does it again with uh, Kira Knightley, and they 
there's a really dumb part where they're listening to like James Brown or a funk song or something and they're like we gotta go dancing and they run into like a club and dance to the music in their headphones not the music at the club and I was like this is so stupid yeah <laughs> well that's I, I, it's adorable yeah it's it, and it's a moment that people are are gonna come out and be like that was so cute or yeah whatever. exactly yeah. but P- I, people who who think that that's what the music yeah. industry is like those people will we'll also like, think oh, that's cute and, and again, I'm not saying that's bad no like, and, and that's uh, the it, thing like for me it's like yeah I can understand how you know like a film critic will be like you know this mediocrity of film is is hurting the industry or whatever but it's like no, it's what not. it's not it's like this is for you know like I'll, i'm gonna recommend that like my parents watch this movie because they'll be like oh that was cute you know like yeah and it is it is r and i and i was surprised that there was like it's swearing throughout the movie i wasn't this is rated r yeah a lot it's just fuck yeah bombs in it? throughout it no, no nudity or anything. This but there is was... rated R, and the new Expendables movie isn't. And no, Although the trailer <laughs> yeah. for it was awesome. Fucking awesome! <laughs> oh man, I'm so excited yeah. about that movie. Uh, um, this looks like the biggest budget, like yeah. like the most streamlined they've done this. Yeah, fucking thing. yeah, yeah. Like, um, like begin begin again. It's making a good amount of money, and I can totally understand why. It's summer fluff. I will say. Yeah. I was happy that the movie wasn't about Mark Ruffalo and Keira Knightley falling in love. That, that that's not even a plot point no. at all, and I was I was happy it didn't do that. But again, this is the director of Once, and if Once was like you know the underground debut album from someone that you know was doing something really interesting and cool, and you know out of left field of the music of the movie industry, this is the like major label debut where like. A lot of the like the interesting stuff has been sort of glossed over by the production, and you see it in there. You're like, I can see how there's something in here about musicians and their lives, but, but it's kind it's of neutered, kind of neutered, yeah. yeah. And 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 you know what? That's fine for a lot of people. And yeah. I walked out of this movie like, shrug, yeah. on with my life. Right. <laughs> yeah, and that's about it, really. Yeah, yeah, that Fair is enough. about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, something that didn't cause me to shrug, though, was yeah. the f- album that I was forced to listen be, to listen to by Casey. Yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit? Give us a recap of why you chose this album and what it is. Oh, I chose this is an album by a band called Magic. Explanation point. Yeah. Uh, and the album is called Don't Kill the Magic. Um, <clears throat> this is a band that I've, I'd only heard one song. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, it's called rude. How rude of you not to uh, listen? Listen, more. I'm only human. <laughs> um, because it's a, a a song that's on my girlfriend's phone, and she and it just incessantly just gets in your head, and and you can't get it out, and it's uh-huh. for my money just awful. 
And oh, uh, for for anyone's money, I think, uh, <laughs> except for I guess the people that are buying it. Yeah. Um. And uh, uh, so yeah, I, I was like, I wonder if the whole album is like this. And I wanted to give you guys an album that you would listen to, and then it would just get stuck in your head yep. and, and drive you insane. Well, I think. Uh, we with the three of us hung out recently, and pretty much all night we were just mock singing this song. Mm-hmm. I think <laughs> well, yeah, because we watched the video. Yeah, yeah. Which if you hate, if you listen to the song and you and you like the song, uh, but you don't want to <laughs> watch the video. Yeah. yeah, and you will fucking hate this idiot. Yeah. yeah. Um, Best part of the video is then when they do a little acapella thing at, at the, the end, end. Like oh. them, and they just oh man. Two yeah, of them not look only, like psychos to me. Yeah, not, not only, only that. Did we watched the <laughs> we watched the the video. We watched a making of the yeah. video, <laughs> which is if you if you if you like the song and then you don't want to like it and you watch the video and you like it yeah. and you don't want to like it, watch the making of video. <laughs> yeah. yeah, something's gonna make you hate this guy. Um, and because this is a, a band fronted by a guy who was uh, he he was a part of the production duo the messengers, the messengers who who helped drive the new kids on the block reunion in 2007 yeah uh he wrote and toured with them and then he's also written songs for justin bieber uh pitbull christina aguilera chris brown michael bolton uh and tons of other people yeah. and then according to wikipedia here um where is it it's oh it's for the band so according to wikipedia when he met uh with one of some of the other members they uh said uh, let's start a band and make it sound like quote modern day police end quote. Uh, yeah. So which gonna miss? Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, sure. Although I will say there are times on the album where I was like, this sounds so much like people that are dumb trying to be the police. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's a few songs where I'm like, the little girl, big world is one of the more like driving reggae songs with the stupidest lyrics, but it, it is very just like, oh, you're trying to do upbeat police on yeah. this song with like a hook, and it's not good. You yeah, suck. No, the lyrics on that song are horrible. The lyrics across the board on this are just terrible. I hated this album. It's so the worst. Much. This was just. Oh, it starts with rude. Yeah. Rude. Why you gotta be so, so rude? Don't you know I'm human? Human. Um. The okay. Here's one of the okay. Aside from it being irritating, yeah, grating, yeah, and the irritating video, yeah, this the story of this song is this guy wakes up, yeah, and he goes to his girlfriend's house, yep, and asks her dad, "Can I? I want to marry her daughter." Marry, yeah, I yeah. gotta ask and for. A, he's yeah. an old fashioned guy. Yeah, and then the dad's like, "Listen, no." no. No, and listen. He's like, you're wearing a tuxedo and a toque. Uh, and you're lucky no. I don't. Listen, you are you that scrub it's... from that faux reggae band that <laughs> <Yeah>. my daughter's <laughs> no. been running around with? No. no. Yeah. And then he's like, "Why are you so rude? I'm going to marry her anyway." Yeah. yeah. Here, yeah. My question was like, if you're just going to marry her anyway, why, why are you asking? Yeah. And uh, then tell me who's the rude one? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nazri. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nazri. You're rude. You're yeah. rude. Let me don't, marry your daughter. You're rude. Don't Stop being rude. rude. Stop being so rude. Don't you know that the dad's human too? Oh, yeah, he's shit. human. Turn it around on him. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Now who's rude, Nazri? Now who's rude? Yeah. Um, and Ugh. then the next song, No Evil, is sort of like, oh, a, a less immediate version of the song i just listened to right okay <laughs> uh and then so there's the, a, well there's like seven different versions of rude on yeah this album. so my thing yeah. about this album is i mean they are so, i mean if they their intentions were a kind of a band kind of like the police where we play with reggae stuff but like uh, in we'll do it sort of for mainstream in the pop pop charts but i mean only like a handful of these songs 
I mean, are kind of like that with the reggae sound. There's like three or four that are just other attempts at just sort of being a pop song. Like, Don't Kill the Magic, that's not reggae at all. No. So, like, there's three or four other songs where we're just like, oh, we're not a reggae band. These are just like the, the slower pop hits. Yeah. And you're just like, well, are you a reggae? Are you trying to do reggae music? Because on one of the it's... songs, he's like, Bruh! or like, what did uh, I yeah. say? Oh. He does some like sort yeah, of like, yeah, yeah. Man, like <laughs> and you're like, are you doing reggae are or are you doing? just doing <laughs> bland pop? Because yeah. you, you can't seem to decide. They, well, they haven't. They're just like throwing everything in every direction. Yeah. And uh, that the album is called Don't Kill the Magic, mm-hmm. which I assume is a suggestion. Yeah. After hearing this, this please. Is. Once please. you listen to our music. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming this will be a thing in the future. Don't strangle 311. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Don't Dutch oven maroon five. Uh, uh, don't kill sublime. Don't, yeah. Uh, <laughs> or the remaining members yeah. of sublime. Right. Uh, or Rome. Sublime. <laughs> don't yeah. kill sublime you know, or Rome. You're at it. Leave Rome alone. Yeah, Leave yeah. Rome out of this. Stop teasing Goldfinger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're yeah. just trying to get by in their telemarketer jobs. Yeah. That they have now. <laughs> Every, taking like a couple yeah. weeks off of the year to go do like a cruise tour, <laughs> yeah, to do a cruise with three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's really hilarious. That I hate this band so much that I wish they were dead. Their album's like, don't kill the magic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, well, because they've <laughs> we're had that. Sorry, they've had that response before. They all got together and they're like, guess what, everyone? We're gonna form a band and never tried to kill them. <laughs> yeah. Now, my question about look at these these guys. Like, so most of them are from Toronto. Uh, mm-hmm. And and the charts on Wikipedia for their album uh, sold three thousand five hundred albums in Canada, sold thirty six thousand in the states, mm-hmm. which is bizarre to me because you think you would Yay, sl- you Canada. would you'd soft launch it here and then it gets popular, people yeah. talk, and then the and then you would like hard launch it down in the states and it blows up or whatever. But you would think that it would take more than three thousand five hundred. I mean. If this thing's on the radio on Virgin 99 every well, hour on the but, hour. But you have to remember, too, is that they kind of came with fee- prefabricated oh, absolutely. Uh, U.S. cred. Okay. Yeah, like, right. w- you know, the, the guy knows. Pitbull uh, and Bieber. Yeah, he's yeah. writing songs for Bees those guys. And, then he's and got, all, all yeah, of they're going to get a big push so. there. So One thing you, I thought was funny, there's there's a song called Mama Didn't Raise No Fool. Yes. Yeah. And the first time I listened to this album, I put it on, like, on my computer, and... Uh, I was uh, in the kitchen doing dishes, listening to it. So yeah, I, I couldn't quite make out all the lyrics, and I kept on thinking he. <laughs> uh, I kept on thinking he was saying, uh, "Mama's little race car fool." He kept on saying, "Like I gotta get away from you in Mama's little race car fool." Like, what is he talking about? You're like, I think I love this song. I I really if that I like that song. Yeah, I'm gonna get away from you and Mama's little race car fool. And then you'd dub in like, yeah, 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 right. driving. Yeah. Now I I mean I think like Casey said this before the episode to me that this is kind of probably going to be a band that will just go away you know what i mean yeah, i would assume and so. and on again on wikipedia the, f- the rude was like two times platinum you know on multiple certifications yeah, no one gives a fuck about the other stuff. uh don't kill him ma- don't kill the magic uh is is sitting at 25 on the canadian charts you can't even make fun of it i don't where, remember how it goes no no and 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 rude hit six on canada and charted everywhere else and yeah. and don't kill the magic has only charted in Canada and Australia at like low charts. Yeah, yeah. you know that like yeah, Rude is, was the is, second 
po- most popular song in the states when it when it dropped according yeah. to this don't kill the magic didn't even chart in the states yeah. this yeah. shit is over already yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's like a fucking rude song it's so poorly written yeah what a pile of shit yeah just well, it's it I can't say it's poorly written. I mean, for the its intention. I mean, the oh, lyrics. lyrically, it's it's oh, completely just, banal. Melodically, just, it does what it's supposed to. Oh my god! Yeah. Like, it shit is like that, but as infectious as as uh, you know, horrible, horrible STD. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you're right. Like the lyrics, like but if it's you're gonna, one that you can get cleared up nice and quick. Yeah, just, <laughs> no, you can. It lingers. Really? It lingers, and it lives it goes inside away of your from head. Me. I'm all right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And yeah, like. So boring, just so just stupid. So, it's just yeah. awful. The only song, again, that one song, uh, which is the lyrics on that fucking song, uh, on uh, mm-hmm. uh, L- "Little Girl, Big World" or or oh, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it, it, that's the only song that's like ha- like upbeat. So I feel like it tricked me into being like, oh, this is better than the rest because it's mm. at least it's fast and will yeah, be yeah. over soon. <laughs> uh, oh, and that fucking song at the end, that how do you want to be oh, remembered? Oh, nonsense. Ugh. Yeah, just but like, hey man, how do you want to be remembered? You think about how you do yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'm telling you a message. How does this guy want to be remembered for this album? Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who the fuck are you to, to yeah, yeah. talk? Okay, t- take a look in the mirror. What was up with Little Girl No World? I, I don't want to harp on this song, but he like he talks about like spanking the girl in that song. Like, oh really? And he says <laughs> spanking that girl <laughs> no he's talking the she's song is human yeah because <laughs> it's about like so, like a girl that's like done him wrong or something and he sings like if i was your daddy i would like send you to your room and if i was your daddy i'd spank you till you knew what you did or something and i was like oh. what is what uh, thanks a lot What's yeah his name What's his name again? Uh, Nazri. Nazri. Yeah. Anyway, I hated this album. I'm so glad I don't have to listen to it anymore. Yeah. Who yeah. else is in this band? Good job, Ben. Yeah. Mark and Alex. They don't even have <laughs> last Idiots. names. Yeah. Because much like the music, they were they're just like prefabricated. Like Ugh. some label like put them together. Yeah. Um. But but again, it, it is that kind of thing. Like where I'm like, you know what? Some people really like cars, and some people know everything about cars and know what car to get. Yeah. I just want a car that goes. From here to there, you know yeah, that's all human. I need. Yeah, I'm a human, human. Yeah. <laughs> but like that's what this is. Like for people who don't like, who aren't that invested in in integrity music, this is great. I guess. Yeah, yeah I can't say it's bad that it exists. Uh-huh. I can't. <laughs> um, I'm trying. I'm trying to be diplomatic. Yeah, no, you're doing a fine job. Yeah. for this pile of shit. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> yeah, this is a really crummy, terrible, crummy lesson. Yeah. yeah. Um. And again, final note, like this is an album that's designed to like trick people into buying it. It's like, oh rude, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. buy that. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then find out that the rest of it's track just, one and yeah. then <laughs> ten more pieces of shit. Why yeah. do they do that now? Because like nobody buy like nobody's buying this album on vinyl. Right? Like <laughs> that's not happening. Yeah. Uh so like why There's why an they... H M V in the mall that I work up in I work above the Eaton Center and I walk by the H M V and that shit's right up front on the rack and I saw somebody grab it. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well maybe really? they are on, buying on it. On CD. Yeah. 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 CD. I yeah. saw some like business-looking dudes walk in and buy the uh, Rise Against album that just came out today, and I was like, "Oh man!" <laughs> I don't know what Rise Against does, and it's I like, get them confused with uh, another band. Against they, me? Uh, yeah, yeah. Right, <laughs> and I don't know what either of them do. Rise Against were a band that were formed by an actual awesome band called Eighty Eight Lou- Eighty Eight Fingers Louie, and put out one cool album, and then like the members of that cool band left, and then they just were kind of pretty weak. Right, mm-hmm. and then turned into like alt rock kind of shit. Which yeah. one isn't there? One are they the ones where the lead singer's transitioning uh, male to female or female to male? That's against me. Male to female, yeah, right. And their new album's awesome. 
I feel like that's an unfortunate thing. Well, I don't know. We're not sitting here talking about that band or anything. No. But it seems like that's become a real gimmick for that band. Like, not not intentionally, but it just seems like, oh, well, they're the band where the, the lead singer is transitioning from, well, I don't know, judge them on the music. Not yeah, and it's the great. Their new album's awesome. Right. Yeah. Um, well, I speaking of music, I, I get to give you guys one and I haven't in a while. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. been a while. It's been a real... Oh, yeah. it, but you know what? Right. Like because uh, we're <laughs> we're gonna. We're, it's been another show. Uh, <laughs> we we have an interesting thing this week where the time spent between this episode and our next one's a little bit shorter. So I had something really really uh, fun that I was gonna make you guys listen to, but I'm gonna mm-hmm. save it mm-hmm. for the next time that I lose, so that you'll have a full week to listen to it. Right. And this uh-huh. week I'm gonna give you something that uh, for one of you will be a punishment album. For the other, I think. There may be a uh, pang of interest, but I don't know if it'll be punish- punishment or not. Mm-hmm. But an album came out yesterday, as this is Wednesday, yeah. uh, and it is called World Peace is None of Your Business, and that is the new album by Morrissey. Uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious So enough. that's what I'm saying. I think yeah, Greg yeah. will be like, oh, I'll try it yeah, out. Yeah. And I feel I, like I've Casey re- will I be like... I found out a little while ago or a couple years now ago yeah. that I like the Smiths. Yeah. Some of them. Yeah. So I know that Casey's a big fan. <laughs> I, I my hatred for Morrissey will never subside. It no. just gets more because he become he's more and more of a dick. Yeah, uh, like now, I, yeah, I I've not enjoyed anything from him solo. No, I, I really like the Smiths' "Strange Ways." Here we come. Yeah, and then selected songs from their other album. Yeah, but no other album in complete uh, form. And I don't. Uh, I don't like any of his solo stuff. Yeah. Casey's it, hatred of Morrissey is, is not next a level, passing though. thing or like I don't like that guy. Yeah. Casey has walked around, has has a hat yeah. that he made that says fuck Morrissey. I do have a, a and <laughs> and I've made more than one Morrissey fan sad. Looks so sad. <laughs> I, I, like people have walked by and instead of like going, Oh fuck you, Morrissey's great or whatever, they just <laughs> look sad and dejected. Yeah. Oh, this is gonna be why I cut myself I, tonight. I I listened to a couple tracks, like the first few songs and yeah. and found so many things in the lyrics that I know Casey will be like, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So well, I'm excited. Turnaround is fair play. I did give you that magic uh-huh. album. So. Yeah, well yeah. you guys will have to wait to listen to whatever the thing I had written down because it was, it, was, it was a good one. Fair enough. Uh, right. So now we're going to roll. Yeah. Let's roll. Uh, we are going to roll for Boyhood. Yeah, the new mm-hmm. Richard Linklater film. That's right. Mm-hmm. Getting this uh, this movie is at a hundred percent, and has been for a long time on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Yeah, has not received uh, almost. Any, I think I think it was ninety nine on Metacritic. I don't know how they work. Wow. I don't. I don't think they get to a hundred. No, I'm dying to see this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Can't wait. And uh, the loser. It's gonna have to go see the Purge Two Anarchy, which yeah. was uh, this is the sequel to a movie that we used as a loser. Casey, yeah. you saw the first. one. I did see the first one. Yeah, yeah. It's not good. No. no. <laughs> and and uh, like like Bruce Douglas, friend of the show, jokingly said to me when I said that I did not want to see this, he was like, "You don't want to see what's going on in the in the rest of the world." I, they made the Purge, and it was like, "Here's a intriguing idea. Here's just a house." Yeah, <laughs> and that, like, and, and that is the major problem with the first Purge. Yeah. Movie. Now this one, and that's what that's I think what everybody said. It was like, well, why would you have this thing that nobody that like we can't see? Everything happens yeah. in this one house. Mm-hmm. But then I think they went out and rushed out and made this movie. Where yeah. I think it's just gonna be too much 
craziness. Yeah, it's like, and, we're running and, around the streets. Yeah, and I, it's, it looks awful. It yeah. looks irresponsible. And they directed. all yeah. the they tossed all like like Ethan Hawke didn't come back, so now it's just no. a bunch of nobodies. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, like I, I think that they tried to do this as quick and cheap as possible. Yeah. Oh for sure, because oh, the first one was huge. Yeah. Nobody in it. Yeah, yeah. and I think that the, I. I would predict diminishing returns on this yeah. in terms of box so. office, but I don't know. So hey, fuck it. I hope it's great. Yeah. Casey, <laughs> gonna roll. Here he goes. Oh yeah, I have a I got a four. That's a four. Yeah. Could go either way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. I am rolling. I have rolled a four. Also a four. All right. Huh. Hmm. There might Greg be a re-roll. Rolls, if Greg rolls lower or I'm just losing. He loses. Oh, we all oh, four. That's a straight up re-roll. Okay, has yep. that ever happened before? No. Yeah, we did yeah, it with sixes yeah. once, and I was like, "Spooky." Do we want to use this other? Guy? <laughs> I have another die too. Different uh, dice. Do yeah, you want to okay. switch die for the re-roll? Yeah. Uh, if it lands it on that, it's six. Uh, all right. Role play cafe. Yeah, <laughs> shout out. I went there and played some board games and stole their dice. No, like, <laughs> dick. They give it to you. <laughs> they give it to you. That's what? a one. Oh, I got a one. <laughs> ah, I rigged it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got now. Oh, I rolled it really far. That's so a far. four. That's another four. Hold on, I'll All go right. get it. Greg's got to go get it. I'm talking into two mics. Two mics. <laughs> Greg is rolling. That's a three. That's a three. I'm going to see the purge yeah. too. Yeah, purge it up. Purge. Purge you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Even purgier. Uh, <laughs> purge harder. Oh, golly. Pur- purge electric boogaloo. Yes. <laughs> Uh, all right, so now we're going to get on down to 9021 OEM Relay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 9021 OEM Corner. Yeah, we yep. need a little thing. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah we really do. Uh, yeah, I, I, it was my turn this week. Yep. Watched the episode today. Took all my notes. Uh, I have a Samsung phone. Yeah. Which I guess I get, uh, would, I don't know, about... 15 to 20 lines of notes before it makes me start a new page. What do you got, like four? Which is just a nonsense. Yeah, I had seven nonsense. pages of notes oh, written. God. Down. <laughs> then my phone rang. <laughs> oh, no. And it deleted all of them. That's oh. great. Right at the end of the episode. Like, the episode's done, and I was right at, like, finishing the last sentence. Yeah. And I got some call from. Uh, was it like you've won a uh, <laughs> uh, yeah it was yeah. like a nothing call. Yeah. I'm like what in the fuck and then I was like well whatever and I hung up and then I'm like uh, where are my notes why did why why what did thanks a lot Samsung yeah and your yeah. fucking retarded notes so How is I have the my first page of notes for some reason and nothing else so I'm gonna, gonna have to go it? blind on that okay also uh, screw you, Dan Gorman. Yeah, for not finding this episode. That uh, you got to watch the fun, crazy episode. Yeah. And I <laughs> had to watch this one. <laughs> this one sounded. <laughs> this one sounded great. It was a little boring, but let's talk about it anyway. There was a couple of things in it though that were totally fucking fascinating. Now this is the one where Brandon go- is winds up on a TV show. Okay, what's yeah. it called? It's called Fame is where you find it. That oh. sounds like on. Uh, that sounds like it should be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's just it just. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so what uh, this movie or this movie this episode opens up with uh, Brandon is uh, playing rollerblade hockey alone in a park <laughs> oh no yeah, just rollerblading around just one lone Canadian a, and, yeah uh, I know because like, he's yelled at everyone that he knows <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> nobody, nobody wants likes to hang him out anymore oh god we're not playing two of these things that aren't sports mashed together <laughs> um, that's America talking of course yeah uh, then you see this uh, their family having a picnic 
and this creepy guy with the trench coat's looking at them from around a tree, and they go to fly a kite, and then he runs over and steals the purse. <laughs> but then this girl jumps out and is like, you busted. And he takes out a switchblade, and he's like, don't make me cut you. I'll do it. And she's like, what's that going to do? Yeah, you've got, you've got so much more to live for. And then a guy yells, cut. Oh. Uh, see, it was a TV show. It wasn't real, kids. Don't worry. Don't want everyone to freak out. Um, and then they're so they like, that was a great take. This is all wonderful. And then the uh, PA comes over and is like, oh, man, that kid that you hired to play the surfer punk, he's got food poisoning. And <laughs> surfer direct, punk. Yeah. And <laughs> Get that guy over there. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the director's like, oh, come on. How hard is this? Any, you know, jerk off the street could do it. Like, that one. <laughs> jerk off the street. Poison. Brandon, who's still rollerblading and playing hockey. He's like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so the PA goes over and is like, are you into this? And he's like, yeah, if it's paying, sure. <laughs> goes over and says, are you into this? Also, <laughs> do you want to be on this show? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he goes into the makeup trailer, and he's wearing, like, tie-dyed stuff. And, oh, and then he meets the female lead in there, but he doesn't know. That she. He thinks that she's the makeup girl and so he talks shit about the show because it's a shitty show but says the lead's really good and he's like wait a second that's you yeah how does he know he just he's seen the show enough to to crap all over it yeah but he doesn't recognize the lead yeah right weird even though the show's been on for like a decade (laughs) or something about someone who wears a mask <laughs> yeah. And uh, so then he goes out to shoot the scene, and he gets some direction, and then they shoot it, and they're like, "Go cut, print, that's it." It's a one one take wonder. Oh, and they, they, then they're like, "He's pretty good looking. He's just as good looking as Sean Judson." <laughs> <laughs> to Sean? be fair, that is true. Oh, it is man. true. Now that's the end of the notes I have. Who's Sean Judson? Literally, my notes end there. Um, uh-huh. I, I okay. So for my one thing that I want to say about this scene yeah. is that when I watched one of the early episodes of this show, they used a song from the Vandals, like early stuff from yeah. them from the nineties, because yeah. nineteen ninety, which was like kind of like they were a pretty cool band at that point sure. so you would think somewhere on this show they kind of know what punk rock is a yeah, little yeah, yeah. yeah. but in then the there, epi- there was a, an episode i watched there's a guy running around with a bad brains jean yeah. jacket so there's so yeah. kind of but then they're like oh we'll get him to play like somebody should have been like this isn't <laughs> <laughs> just don't make it a punk yeah, yeah. make it like oh so we lost <laughs> the guy who usually plays the heartthrob in this scene yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we lost the uh, inoffensive canadian yeah we lost the guy who gets angry a lot uh yeah. can you get hey you look angry hey, you look like a psycho yeah oh, all right you rollerblade on over here so let's see if i can remember everything that happened in this episode um so yeah brandon goes home and he tells everybody what happened and uh uh, Brenda's kind of like, what the fuck? I'm the actor in this family. And uh, she's all shitty about it because she's a shitty person. And Brandon's like, hey, I don't know. It just kind of got lucky. And then he's like, Brenda, can you? I need. I'm going to go. They, uh, oh, he's telling his family. And then they, he gets a call. The phone rings. And they're like, Brandon, it's for you. And they're like, oh, did they like the work you did? He's like, yeah, they wrote some more scenes from me. I get to go back tomorrow. Awesome. And then he's like, Brenda, can you, can you cover for me at the Peach Pit? And she's like, fuck off. Yeah. No. And he's like, please. And she's like, what's in it for me? And he offers her the top two drawers in the bathroom. And she's like, give me your green shirt. And he's like, my green shirt? She's like, yeah. He's like, the only shirt in the world that I love? (laughs) (laughs) I've been hurt by shirts before. (laughs) And she's like, yeah, that one. he's like, So, but uh, because he needs to give the job at the Peach Pit to somebody that won't steal his job, but he can get it back when this acting thing's all done with. Yeah, yeah. 
And uh, so then he can go shoot stuff. And he so he goes down to the peach pit to uh, introduce her to Nat, I guess. I don't know why she hasn't met him before. He's been working there since the beginning of the show, and <laughs> yeah. she's always in there eating the food. Yeah. Um, and trying to explain what the job's going to be like. And they're like, well, just don't lose your head when you go to Hollywood, Brandon. And he's like, never. <laughs> he's like, this thing won't last anyway. <laughs> and uh, so then he's, uh, yeah, he's at school and... Uh, David's going to interview him, wants to interview oh, him on the radio. With his video camera? Or? And he's like, listen, it'll be really easy. You know, I'll just ask you questions like, what's your favorite color? What'd you have for breakfast? <laughs> Come on, just try. <laughs> uh, both are the same. Yeah. Orange. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. And he, then Brandon's like, I don't know. And then he, d- uh, David announces it over the PA that, hey, Br- D- uh, Brandon's going to be on whatever the fuck that show is called, somewhere in my notes. Uh, and uh, But then the star of the show, Lydia, pulls up in a limousine to take uh, Brandon to set from high school. Uh. <laughs> yeah. And but now Brenda is all pissy about this. Because she's the actor in the family? Right, right, right. Wh- when have they ever established that? Well, I mean, if she uh, knew that in a mere week she would be uh, up on the uh, stand-up stage, right, oh. right, like I saw. Speaking of... <laughs> See, this all makes sense chronologically because then she's bitching about this with Kelly and Donna, and she's like, Psh, I'm the actor in the family. Anyway, he doesn't care about this kind of stuff. I've been thinking about trying stand-up anyway. Awesome. <laughs> and they're like, really? And she's like, yeah, because you don't have to be yourself up there. You can be whoever you want. And then she's like, no, it all mine, governor. Wow. And they're like, woo, that's really good. More, more. And then she's like, like, whatever, you know. That's like a valley girl. This is great. This is great. And then she does some kind of weird, like, hey, New York in my face is something up in here. No, no. They just shut it down. It's just like, oh, my God. This is Look, painful. we were we were being nice. Yeah. The first couple. And I'm like, Just who doesn't? Uh, they no one on this show knows what stand up comedy is because that's yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the hell was going yeah. on. Well, I didn't see anyone walking around with Mark Marin shirts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, only, there's only three things you can do with Jerry comedy. Seinfeld patches, uh, British accent, uh, surfer girl. Yeah. And uh, some kind of New York guy. Or <laughs> just, New York guy. Yeah, or like in Stand Up and Deliver, uh, just tell stories about your life that are not funny in any way, and people will find that they hilarious. They will love it. They're yeah. honest. It's subversive. Uh, so uh, Brandon goes to set, and he's kind of getting wind now that the, the male lead on the show, Sean Judson. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the real name? <laughs> That's the That's character's great. name. I wrote it like three times. It's like uh, it was just killing me every time. That's just like the, one of those things where someone made a name up because somebody <laughs> totally, asked them a name. Like they were looking around. Sean Judson. Son. Yeah, yeah. Mint. <laughs> um, Judson. Yeah. Sorry, I'm 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 caught back here yeah. where the lead for the oh no he was playing a surfer punk guy. Yeah. okay he wasn't Sur- playing Sean Judson no no okay but Sean Judson no one can no is in not even a Sean contract Judson. dispute with the with the network and he's probably going to leave the show mm-hmm. so they're oh, going to get a it. new male lead and they've written all these lines for Brandon now yeah so it's you know like if he plays his cards right so then he's on set and it's the scene is uh, he gets his direction the director is like okay hey, just make this one hot and juicy. Make it hot and juicy. <laughs> and then, Gross. so the scene yeah. is Lydia, who is the big TV star of the show, she comes in and says, 
I, I was hoping to find you here. And then Brandon turns around and they Juice kiss. is flowing. Yeah. He's hot and juicy. <laughs> he is he is dripping. <laughs> dripping with juices. I was hoping I'd find you here and you'd be hot and juicy. Uh, and so he turns around and then they kiss. And they're like, cut. That's perfect. Cut it. Print it. Not juicy enough. No. Back to back to ones. Let's do it again. And they do, and then it's like over and over. So you get the sense of you know doing yeah. it a bunch of times, and then again, kiss and kiss and kiss and kiss, and it's like oh, and then we laugh and forget our lines. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, and then so he has a wow, pretty wild time on set, and he's been smooching this girl all day. And then they kind of go and hang out, and they're oh, uh, he goes no, first he goes home. Uh, Brandon goes home and he's telling everybody about it. And now he's talking with like you know indus- industry lingo in the biz. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, Brenda in his sunglasses is a terrible waitress and has had an awful time at work. Yeah, just cannot get okay. anything right. It's a mess. She's angry. She hates Brandon so much for this. And then Brandon's like, "There's this industry party I gotta go tonight." You know, and it, it, his dad's like, "What? Well, shouldn't you be studying?" He's like, "Dad, this is where you like meet and greet." <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so. He, you know, he's going to go. And so he goes to this party and well, you get cutting back and forth from the party and Brenda having a terrible time at work. Right. And uh, Brandon's hobnobbing with people. And then the uh, Lydia, the actress, she just tells Brandon, you know, you're a real good kisser. And he's like, yeah. And uh, she's like, you know, my first kiss was on the show. And it was with Sean Judson. <laughs> and it still sounds like she's making it up. Yeah. And it was with Sean ju- uh, Judson. <laughs> oh, wait. Damn it. <laughs> and then and then you cut back to Brenda can't. Oh, it's like uh, Nat's like, hey, Brenda, I need a, uh, uh, a water on five, ketchup on seven, and a setup on eight. And she's like... Water on, water on five, ketchup on seven, setup on eight. Okay, water on five, ketchup on setup, seven on. Oh, <laughs> it's just oh, terrible, exasperated acting. And then it cuts back. Brandon's gonna make out with Lydia, and he's making out with her. And it cuts back, and Brenda's spilling garbage everywhere. And then it cuts back, and Brandon's making out with with uh, Lydia. <laughs> Like, who walks in the room with <laughs> Sean Judson? <laughs> and she's kissing Brandon but staring at Sean Judson. Oh, man. Oh, oh no. no. But Brandon doesn't know this. So <laughs> then the next day at school, Brandon's all, who be de do I'm a fucking TV guy now and stuff. who be de do who be de do And Brenda's Don't worry, guys. I'm still woman. Brenda's bitching about it again to Donna and Kelly. And uh, and they're like, well, and she's like, I'm so bad at this job at uh, at the Peach Pit. And she's like, well, they're like, why don't you just quit? And they're like, I can't give Brandon the satisfaction. And they're like, well, can't you Why just- would that satisfy Brandon? <laughs> he needs her to he do needs the her job. To do that. I yeah. don't know. And then they're like, why don't you just, like, you know, uh, what do they say? Something like, well, you know, just pretend you're having a good time. She's like, what, just pretend like I know what I'm doing? And then she looks up at the, at, uh, up at the sky like, oh. <gasps> <gasps> I have an idea. Uh, <laughs> and then you... Okay, so then Brandon shows up to set uh, the next day, and uh, Sean Judson's there, and he's looking at the script, and he's like, hey, my big scene from today has been cut out. And they're like, yeah, Sean made a deal with the uh, network. I guess he missed me, says Lydia. Yeah. <laughs> and Brandon's like, oh, crud. And then uh, <laughs> it, you cut to crud. the peach pit, and... Uh, Nat is like, where's Brenda? And then she comes storming in 
with big like wacky 50s glasses on and her hair and a weird bun and she's like uh, uh, certainly. My name's Levin. I'll be your waitress tonight. Yeah, I got a photo of it. Up. Yeah, and so she's like this <laughs> she's wacky waitress like character, that. and does this for the whole, whole rest of the episode. Well, she's Levin, and she says stuff like "certainly, sweetheart." Uh, <laughs> why is who is that getting back at? <laughs> is, she, is she just yeah? Is it's that, her only way to is do she, it. She's showing her brother's boss that she's also a mental deficient. Yeah, I don't know. And then she's like, goes up to the customer, and he's like, "Would you like to hear today's specials?" And now it's like, "We don't have specials." She's like, "It's like spaghetti with like some meatballs, a sauce, and stuff. We got all kinds of pies too. Can I tell you about pies?" <laughs> <laughs> Boys. This sounds great. I don't know what your problem it is. It's bonkers. Episode. I'm like, this more is the of most this I've liked. I brother. hope she's had a mental break. And yeah. this is the character for the rest for of the, the series. Of the show. Yeah. That would be awesome. <laughs> Laverne, the 50 year old waitress. and But the customers love it. They can't get enough of it. It's wow. wonderful. The, the one guy's like, I don't even care what you bring me. Yeah. <laughs> and that guy was juicy as hell. <laughs> that guy was a little too juicy. And then we cut to... Uh, Why would you like that, though? It's like, yes, please waste more of my time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah tell me about the specials that don't exist. That's exactly what I want to hear. What do they like about it? Yeah, could you make up food for me, darling? Yeah. I'm terribly hungry. Um, and then you cut back to set, and Brandon's doing the kissing scene with Lydia, but now it's been rewritten so that Sean Judson, Judson. walks in and is like, he goes, uh, well, what does he call him? Hey, Cheesemeister. <laughs> <laughs> Take a hike. Woody, I thought I told you to get out of here or something like that, and then throws water in Brandon's face. <laughs> uh, sorry, a uh, quick point of interest. Is Cheesemeister his character name? <laughs> Yeah, he plays starring Jerry Cheese Brandon as Jerry Cheese Meister. Meister. Uh, and then they're like, "No, geez, Brandon, you forgot your lines." He's like, "There wasn't any water in the glass in rehearsal." And they're yeah. like, "Do it again." And they're throwing water in his face, and he's like, "You gonna make me?" And they're like, "That was awful. There's not enough splash." So now they have him coming in with a pitcher of water and pouring that on him. And of course, over and over and over, Brandon getting. Humiliated, yeah. Um, so Good. and he's like, Psh, "Fuck!" and he knows what's going on. Yeah, Psh, they're just fuck, fuck. they're using him. <laughs> they're using him. Aren't they are, they? and she used him. So then his day is finally over, and he goes down to the peach pit to hang out. And when he walks in, there's a like a lip sync party going on where yeah. uh, Brenda is uh, lip syncing with an egg beater to "It's My Party" and I'll cry Great. if I want to. And the whole place is dancing and jumping <laughs> around because that's what happens when I go to a diner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Johnny Rockets. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now Brandon's actually juicy because he's dripping wet, right? Well, no, <laughs> that's just the magic of acting. Oh, okay. He was able to clean up and put on his own street clothes. Oh, okay. Then go. Uh, oh, when he sorry the night before. He goes out on a date when he goes to the party with uh, with Lydia. Yeah. He's about to leave, and he comes down, and Lydia's like, nice shirt. And then Brenda turns around and is like, that green shirt? And he's like, whoops. Remember the green shirt he promised yeah, yeah. her? The oh, only yeah. shirt that he's ever loved in the world? Uh, yeah, they brought it back. Oh. But just for then and never again. He doesn't like give her the shirt at the end. I'm like, <laughs> so you just didn't do it. <laughs> you really do either. love that shirt, Brenda. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's the story of the shirt. Yeah, and uh, so he's all bummed out at the diner because he like knows what's going on that he got used and stuff like that. And old lady Andrea is there because they're like, "Oh shit, we forgot about Andrea this episode." <laughs> <laughs> and she's just standing there like, "What's the matter?" And then that's that's it for her. So then, uh, 
Let's see. I don't know what happens after that. Uh, oh, then we go home and Brandon's feeling dejected. Well, uh, Brenda tells places. the fam about how she's having a great time playing uh, Laverne at work and look at all the money she made more than Brandon's ever made. And he's like, Bruh. and she's like, I'm going to go save up. They're like, I thought you were going to go to the mall with all that money. She's like, nope, I'm saving it for something special. A green shirt? <laughs> All the green shirts money can buy. Yeah. Uh, and then Brandon, uh, yeah, he goes, to, he's all cold and mean to Lydia when he sees her because he's like, you've just used me. He, oh, she, because, he, yeah, he's he's rollerblading and playing hockey alone again, and she shows up. And she's like, I guess you, you just think that I was using you and that you were my flavor of the week. He's like, yeah, you're just using me to get, you know, uh, like even with, with man back. Sean Judson. Yeah. And she's like, well, he never really was out of my life and stuff. So she did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he's really pissy about it. And then she's like, but listen, you're like a really good kisser and you're so handsome. He's like, you know what? You're great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I forgive you. <laughs> yeah, she just flatters him and he's totally flip-flops. Yeah, it's like, like when the episode... We're totally going to be friends. Yeah. yeah it's like the episode like, with Steve where he just get, lets those people that stole his car like multiple times and be yeah. like, okay, but give me your number. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then uh yeah so they're like we'll keep in touch and and you know the the network really likes you shows on tomorrow at eight and yeah. then uh, uh I don't know I guess Brenda works at the Peach Pit again and does more stupid Laverne shit and then they're all gonna gather at the Walsh house to watch Brandon's big TV moment and uh, they turn on the TV and they're watching the show and when she walks in the room and says I was hoping to find you here it cuts over and. Sean Judson turns around and kisses her. They totally oh. cut Brandon out of the oh, episode. No. He was on the cutting room floor, and he's so embarrassed. Of course. Yeah, I'm sends everybody home, and then uh, he goes up to he bed. He flies into a rage. <laughs> Everyone goes home. No. He goes up to bed with Brenda, and they sit on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> you Sorry. still love me, right? I thought tonight was the night. I got excited. And uh, he's like... I got hot and juicy for a you, second. Yeah. Listen, you can just keep the peach pit job because you're way better at it than I am. And she's like, no way. You're, you know, it was fun to be Laverne for a bit, but I can't do that all the time. Yeah. So you just take your job back. And besides, I, I saved up all the money I wanted to. And she's, and he's like, what are you going to buy with that money? And she's like, acting lessons. Ooh. I thought they were going to be like, you know what? We all, we both tried some acting and yeah. you know what? I think I like being myself more than pretending to be someone else. No. That's the end of the fucking episode. When David wants to interview Brandon and then he mentions over the radio, this, you know, the in school radio station, that Brandon's going to be on the TV show, and he's like, "Now nah, I'm sending this song out to Brandon, and it's basically just the theme song from 90210, but like <laughs> with a little bit of variation in the notes. I'm like, that's a weird song to dedicate to your buddy in high school in 1990. Hey, my buddy, I love you. Here's your song. Boop, 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 yeah. saxophone instrumental. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, a, <clears throat> it's a great jam. Yeah, yeah. This oh, this, uh, this TV show has really lost its musical identity pretty fast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> smooth smooth jazz. Yeah, they love it. Those crazy kids. Yeah. So well, that was Beverly Hills. That's uh yeah. That's as best I can remember the episode. <laughs> I hope I didn't miss anything too integral. Yeah. But I watched it on Hulu, so there were commercials. Oh, great! Mm-hmm. Hey, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of watching things. Uh, we all watched some stuff in preparation of the segment we are about to get into. Yeah. Uh, let's get into it, and we'll tell you what we watched after the theme song. Take it away, toys. 
Yeah, great song. Yeah. All right. Woo, uh, yeah, we all we all, we all watched uh, an episode the same thing every each. week. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you guys change it up a little? <laughs> Get some harmonica in there. Yeah, really? You know? They're and like it sounds exactly the same yeah. every time. I'll give them. Yeah. Uh, One of you's got a distortion pedal. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, we we watched uh, two episodes of of two shows in advance yep. of TV Dad Cage Match. That's right. What uh, TV shows did we watch, guys? We, <laughs> as I fall over. <laughs> what uh, chair are you trying to sit on, Dan? <laughs> I'm dropping things left and right. I'm a mess. Dan's having a senior moment. Yeah. <laughs> we watched uh, Too Close for Comfort. Yep. Um, to see Ted Knight's character. Yeah, we got Ted Knight, and his name is uh, Monroe. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody on that show is named Monroe. Uh, Judson. I'm loading it up. <laughs> it's Judson. Uh, Ted Knight plays Henry Rush, guys. Henry Rush. Come on. Henry Rush, he plays Henry Rush from Too Close for Comfort. Uh, and we also watched some All in the Family. Oh, man. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, what a great show! One of my very favorite shows of all time, and that, that was, was a good of... episode to pick at random. Yeah, yeah, solid it really one. was. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Archie Bunker. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, too close for comfort. Nineteen eighty, I think it started. We didn't watch the pilot episode, and then yeah. a little bit of the long forgotten episode or the. I don't know if it's forgotten. Yeah, the but... controversial episode. Yeah, sure, sure. Where, where Monroe is raped Monroe by a couple of ladies. Monroe gets raped by women. Yeah. Uh, but oh, it's boy. played for laughs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. If you go, there's a there's a video. It's on Vimeo, I believe. There's a, a little mini documentary about a guy who remembered an episode of Too Close for Comfort where Monroe is assaulted by two women and and couldn't figure out if it was a real thing yeah. that actually happened or if it was made up. And he asked all his friends, and and all his friends were like, "I don't know what you're talking about." Yeah, but yeah. eventually, but, you know, after we watched it and you brought that up, and yeah, because I, I used to watch the shit out of it, yeah, Too yeah. Close for Comfort. I was like, I do remember that being a thing in an episode. I sort, I sort of remembered it, but but I also wonder how much of that was me just just having heard about that. Yeah, yeah, but because thing. we watched a clip from that episode because yeah. it is a real episode and I was yeah. like, yeah, I, that, they're very familiar. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, again, and there, there is a uh, AV a Club kid. article about it called uh, Too Close for Comfort for Every Man There's Two Women. That was the name of the episode. Oh. Uh, you can go uh, check that out. They had, they had a whole series called A Very Special Episode where they talked about yeah, different yeah. things because it was a big, it was a big thing on the internet. Like, re- hey, everyone, remember this? Yeah, uh, <laughs> crazy TV. Yeah. Um. So uh, Henry Rush, played by Ted Knight, is like a, Saturday, a, car- He's a cartoonist, a cartoonist for yeah. like a, a strip, like a, 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 a newspaper, newspaper strip. Yeah, like a syndicate. A strip call, cartoonist. Uh, Every time he draws, yeah. he takes yeah. some of his clothes <laughs> off. An article, <laughs> a little bit more. I'm an old man. <laughs> and he's got a he's got a puppet of a cow, cow on his dog. That's what he does the drawings with. Yep. Yeah, he draws with the puppet of the cow and on to his inspire hand. him. Yeah, and mostly, he's mostly he's just like exasperated and crotchety. Yeah, that's his thing. Yeah, you know, like a cartoonist. Yeah, um, Archie Bunker. Archie Bunker is the <laughs> racist, sexist, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fictional New Yorker. Yeah, uh, according to Wikipedia, his character traits: famous for his gruff, ignorant, bigoted persona. Yep. Yes, uh, blacks, Hispanics, quote unquote, communists, hippies, Jews, Catholics. Women's libbers and Paul, Polish Americans are frequent targets of his barbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the Polacks. most expertly written shows of all time. Oh my god! And the episode that we watched—I mean, I used to watch a show in syndication yeah, all yeah, the fucking time. Yeah. When I was a kid, I used to love this show. Yeah. And I was like, "What? <laughs> what did I love? <laughs> like, was I a big fan of social commentary back then?" 
huge well that's Norman the brilliance of the show is there's enough like uh, the performers are so good uh, yeah. and there's enough like just easy like uh, easy to understand jokes oh yeah yeah and there's the a lot of like uh, uh, you know Gene, is it Gene or Maureen which Stapleton it's one of the Gene. Stapletons yeah um, I mean she, her character could be could can, or perceived as being very broad and, and yeah. like very you know hilarious in that respect yeah uh, I guess they all could. It's fucking. Yeah. It's such. Yeah, that show and, wins on every level. Yeah, and yeah. I think like it's like because I only know I've only seen some of this. I I don't know the like as much. And I and and reading about it like the I think a lot of people think like that character is just sort of like actually offensive. Yeah. But I think from what I've read, he like softens over time and shows like an ability to be like, have his like opinion changed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, begrudgingly or yeah. like he decides that it was his idea. This kind okay. Of thing. But that's the really amazing writing. It's the, it's great writing and the performance. Yes. By Carol O'Connor as Archie Bunker because it, yeah. it somehow manages to have this like, just absolutely abhorrent person. Oh yeah, still be fun to watch, but you don't agree with him at any yeah. point. I feel like, like I don't know how they walked that line to keep that show funny and not being the darkest thing that's ever happened. Yeah, because well, yeah, like, the things like, that he says are crazy. Like, yeah, well, it, it, but it is that thing. It's like it's because he's so fallible as yeah. this horrible, horrible person, and yeah. also it's just he's a product of his time. Absolutely. Um, and 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 you see him like. Like like you see him as the as the sort of like ridiculous uh, cautionary example. Yeah, yeah, such a good show. No, that episode yeah. that we watched was straight up super funny. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. brilliantly written. Yeah, and all a plot. Yeah, just yeah, it yeah. was one straight story. Yeah, for twenty two minutes. Yeah, yep. I don't even know a show that does that anymore. No, and no. it was interesting to watch the two episodes because Too Close for Comfort was sort of you know like enjoyable on a completely different level because it mm-hmm. wasn't brilliantly written it was very just like all right standard sitcoms from this era you yeah. know like the whole first gag of the show is is ted knight waking up and his alarm clock won't stop going off so yeah. he's like stomping on it and beating it and then he th- you know he's gonna throw it out the window eventually but then they call back kind of brilliantly to that where he's like do you know what time it is like 10 minutes later to his wife and then he goes to the window and like takes binoculars out and then he's like it's 7 30 or whatever <laughs> yeah. super funny Pretty gag. Good. yeah yeah, yeah. Was like, That's so long, it was kind of enjoable in like a g- more guilty way yeah, where you're like it's, i it's get based this on how dumb it is yeah yeah, yeah. but well, it was still I'm kind of be funny, an yeah. adult and as an adult i say yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I get it. Yeah, I get it. You said you're going to be an adult, and then you weren't. That's yeah. why it's funny. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, I was like, yeah, I laughed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I like Ted Knight. Yeah, uh, I do. Uh, he has a great of, fall. He has a great it, problem. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, which he does a number of times in that episode. Yeah. <laughs> can't, can't stay on that couch. No, yeah. no. But I don't know how much I would it's, watch this show. Yeah. Oh no, oh, no, 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 no. Oh no. I, no! Oh no! Oh no! 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 That episode we watched didn't even have Jim J. Bullock in it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It was the pilot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, yeah, I guess we'll roll some dice here and see yeah. what weapons these gentlemen have. Okay, so we'll roll for uh, Henry Rush Judson. <laughs> Judson. Uh, <laughs> first, see what kind of weapon he's got. Ted Knight has... Oh, three. That's uh, that's the spear with a blade on the end. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Archie Bunker. Archie Bunker has... The same. Oh, oh double right. spears. Good stuff. Spear against spear. All right. All right. They are both older gentlemen. Yep. Yep. Of a, uh, oh, I don't know. A similar build. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Ted Knight, though, doesn't have the anger in him as much. I mean, oh, he's, he's pretty he's angry. Cranky. He's, he's cranky, grumpy. though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's he's easily. It's not as it's not as. Uh, he's exasperated. That's it. Yeah. Although yeah. I suppose, I mean. 
Because I know I, I, I think that I I think that Archie Bunker feels a little bit more dangerous because he's overtly racist. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. at the same time, at no point during that too close for comfort episode did Ted Knight become so you know like the, at no point was he forceful in the way that he spoke. It was a yeah, lot right. of just like I can't believe it. My daughters are annoying, or you know there but there was no sort he of does like get control. Real. There's a lot of Monroe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When he gets mad at Jim J. Bullock for yeah. things. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, because Archie Bunker, like, forcibly takes the conversation, you know, and, and he is making himself the focus and his opinions the focus. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. felt like, yeah, Ted Knight was a little bit less and a little bit more reactionary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I, I feel like this would have been an easier start if we had Archie Bunker against, say, Cliff Huxtable sure, or yeah, yeah. a Jewish person yeah, or yeah. something like that. But these are two of uh, I, uh, I feel like the, the first thing is going to happen. Yeah, I know, but it, still, because you yeah. never know. Yeah. I, I could see Archie Bunker just being like, uh, Rush, what kind of what kind of name is that? Thing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's the background of that name? Um yeah, because he wants to know. Yeah, he's he is obsessed with uh, with things like race and. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, how do you see this thing getting? Do you off? think uh, Henry has his little cosmic cow? Uh, I thing? think he does have the cow, and yeah. that that could send off. Like, why why you got that little cow, you yeah. weirdo? Oh, oh he, yeah, he's you know an artist. What? I like that. I he's like, an yeah, artist. He's an artist. Yeah. And I th- yeah, I think Archie's got a problem with that. Absolutely. And he's got a cow on his hand. Yep. So this guy's some <laughs> this guy's some kind of a fruit. <laughs> no, he probably thinks that he's like a commie, and he's like, hey, what do you got that cow on your hand for? And, and Rush is like, well, I'm a, I'm a cartoonist or whatever. And he's like, what, are you recording this with that? Like, do you have a little, rec- like, a recording device? You're sending <laughs> things back to the to the commies? Are you, uh, you spying on us? You, yeah. Are you American? <laughs> okay, so he thinks. So the fight starts because Archie Bunker thinks that there's a tape recorder in the cow. Yeah, and he's yeah, spying I find on this to be pretty plausible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, this is what would happen. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, okay, what does he do? Does he charge? Oh, I think with he the tries spear? to hit it with. I the think spike. he started. Yeah, swing. He, Archie Bunker is going to oh, go in on the, the charge first. and start swinging around. Yeah. And, uh, we're going to get some Ted Knight exasperated. <laughs> yeah, I think he's running bored. around trying to. I think he jumps back it. and realizes that the cow is the problem and drops on the ground. But I think he also, in the surprise of being attacked with that pole with a nail in it, I think also drops his. Oh, okay, yeah. Because I don't. Because so, I think he's just whoa shit and drops everything in his hands to sort of like stop. Yeah, he you know does seem I mean? clumsy and a little uh, yeah. scattered. So yeah. yeah, I think yeah he loses everything. So, okay, so <laughs> now does that stop uh, Archie or does Archie? Well, because Archie's not a like he's a product of his of his his environment and of yeah. his times. Uh but he's ultimately a caring father. Okay. And a, yeah. A, a, so let's say he goes to inspect the 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 cow now that it's dropped because he's not going to just hit him in the face now that the cow's on the ground. Yeah. No, I feel like the cow the cow's on the ground um uh Ted Knight's on the ground. Yeah. Uh I feel uh, like he's going to look for the mic. He's gonna be oh, like, "What's so? inside here?" Like, oh, start okay. like put, turning or the cow. Or just maybe out. stab the cow. Yeah, on the ground. All right, yeah. Let's have him stabbing the cow. Yeah, and this makes uh, Ted Knight. This throws Ted Knight into a rage. Because yeah, and he he's loves also the cow. kind of. Right. And also, he feels like he betrayed the cow. Yeah, because the cow's on his hand, and to get yeah. Archie away from him, he threw the cow. Mm-hmm. So he's got his own feelings of guilt. And also, uh, Archie's a little 
uh, occupied now with smashing the cow. Right. Yeah. So he sees a little bit of an opportunity. Yeah, here's for an his opening. rage. Mm-hmm. Right. So let's say what happens. You gonna I say- think he. I think he gets to his feet and full on like fucking shoulder to the gut tackles Archie to the ground. Oh, like okay. a oh, like a football tackle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, shit. Yeah. I, I thought maybe a jump on the back, but I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, football tackle. No, no. I think I think he's really going for it. I think. Uh, he sees sort of like the gravity of the situation. Right, right. Uh, so he takes Archie down, and Archie's got a bad back, too. He does, he does. Um, so, and really likes to complain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think what happens is now Archie's on the ground. He's actually been physically hit, Yeah. and I think he was not prepared for that. No. Nope. Because usually people bend to his will or, or whatever just by him yelling at them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's shocked by the violence, and his back's gone out. Because mm-hmm. his back does go out. Yep. Um, Ted, so Ted Knight's now on top. Okay. What's he doing? <clears throat> He's going to put that cow back on his hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where it belongs. Yep. I agree. Yep. Uh, does the cow start taunting Archie? Well, the cow's been stabbed in, in, uh, multiple times now. Oh, do you think that is in, this the, the... in the reality of, yeah, like in Ted Knight's reality, is the cow hurt? Is oh. Mortally, is yeah. this okay. uh, like a? Is this and there's a point? only one way for a mortally wounded cow to survive? <laughs> like, is it? Blood is this the p- human blood? Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Is this the point where we cross over into like he's had a mental break? Uh, like, and now the cow is his own. Like, where, is this the point where our uh, TV dad Cage Mac takes the usual uh, leap <laughs> yeah, into? I the... think this is going. He's he's been he's been assaulted. Yes. Yeah. His cow has been stabbed. Yes. He has now uh, attacked a man yes. who's on the ground. He's put his cow back on. The cow is in shreds, but it still works as a puppet. Okay. Yeah. So it is still technically alive. Yeah. Yeah. But not and long for this. This morning. exasperated man who lives his life on the edge of frustration and anger yeah. finally takes that lonely yeah jump into the darkness. Okay. Right, he jumps off the cliff. Becomes, so he's gone, and the cow is now yeah, in yeah, his yeah. role. Henry now, Rush isn't here anymore. Now there's only cow. Yeah, cosmic now it's only cow. cosmic cow. <laughs> cosmic cow cosmic could call adventures. some of his cosmic pals. Yeah, uh-huh. and his cosmic bloodlust. <laughs> so there's a. I think uh, I think uh, Henry takes. Co- I, well, I think cosmic cow takes Henry. Oh over. yeah, I think uh, the cow wants revenge. But yeah. I think he takes him over to Archie and just uh, I think I think gets Henry to shove cosmic cow into his throat. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the cow goes down the, the cow's throat. going down the throat for blood. Because Archie's yeah. out, right? Like his back is out. He's lying. No, he's on the rolling ground. around with his mouth wide open, complaining. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So okay. So maybe Cosmic Cow uh, reaches down his throat and he's pulls out. Blood. Is he pulling out guts? Yeah. Sure. I don't mm-hmm. know. What do you think? What, gu- what guts are we getting? Are we? Just, does he pull out the tongue first? <laughs> a lung. Uh, just a lung. <laughs> 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 All right, so he pulls out a lung. Yeah. Leaves the other one in there yeah. so he can still breathe. Right. If I understand lungs correctly. That's yes. And I think I do. Yeah. Um, you can just rip one out. Yeah. The other will be fine. The other one will be fine. Totally, totally fine. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so he's got a lung. Yeah. He's not dead. There's a cow down him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a cow down in him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know where to go from this. Yeah, yeah, because he's already got a lung. I mean, does he just let him bleed out? Well, I think... Uh, you know, here's what's going to happen is like he is bleeding out and uh yeah the hand comes back and now the cow is uh covered in blood covered sure. in blood it's been stabbed multiple times yeah it's a mess yeah he needs a new puppet <laughs> oh uh-huh. oh i think you know what i'm saying yeah i think he's got a so he killer he, he killer clowns from outer spacism yeah, that's right yeah wait does he put his 
his hand then, up Archie uh, Bunker's butthole? Yeah, of course he does. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, you I could just go in the back like in Killer Clown yeah, if you're could've. lazy. Yeah, exactly. But that's not what we do here. <laughs> no. Uh, this show goes in through the butthole. Yeah. No. <laughs> All yep. right. Arm up the butt. Yeah. And that's his new cosmic cow. Okay, cosmic so, racist cow. Yeah. All one lung. I feel on. I need to uh, add... Gross. Okay, <laughs> yeah. fair enough. I'm surprised, to be honest. I was sure that uh, Archie Bunker'd come away. With I that. really did too, but uh, then once we started talking, I didn't. Really yeah, know what turn. Was gonna that that yeah. took a turn. A that madman with a cow hand is, uh, you know, yeah. more formidable than you would imagine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Cosmic so Cow was the, uh, yeah, the, the surprise. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. The we'll, hand with we'll the cow. We'll later if in, uh, the world. in round two if uh, uh, Henry Rush still has an Archie Bunker puppet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Things may revert back to to cowhand, but yeah. we'll now, see. We'll see what the people want. But for now, he may he may well show up with a rotting yeah. corpse on his <laughs> on his arm. <laughs> who knows? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, rotting corpse hand. Who knows? But uh, <laughs> it could come back. Ted Knight, uh, Henry so, Rush, rather, yeah. is moving on to the second round. Guys, you know what? We got a real treat next week. Yeah. Pretty. What good. is it? Pretty pretty good, considering we we have the short week here too for us uh, in recording land. Yeah, uh, we both. Uh, I, I think we we know both of these characters well enough that not a whole lot of back uh, work is going to have to be done. I'm currently watching one of these sitcoms when I have my dinner because it's on Netflix right yeah. now. Yeah, Uncle Phil. Ah. Oh yeah, uh, Uncle Phil is going up against Ward Cleaver. Oh. Nice. Hmm. Uh, huh. hmm. Your mic's not on, Casey. Now it's on. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say. I literally don't think I said anything. You said okay for the listener. Case you said, ah, oh, mm. I think. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> before the, before that, I went. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, like in agreement. I think. Yeah. Um. Uh, my my immediate reaction is is I know where how this is going. Yeah, go. yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Uncle Phil is uh, he's a judge. He's a just man. Yeah, yeah it's true. Totally. But he's also uh, and he's in a similar category to the Dan Connor. Yeah, where he. Uh, doesn't you know? He'll stand up and do that. Oh yeah, hey, he will, you know? he'll yeah. he'll terrify one of uh, Hillary's boyfriends. Absolutely. Uh, uh, yeah, throw jazz the fuck out. And yet he will <laughs> let her work out at a death spa. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, guys? I don't know. Anymore. Yeah, uh, I, I'm excited if the one. if the jazz uh, throwout will be yeah. a signature move in Thunderdome. I yeah. hope so. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he could do a jazz throwout of somebody into a spike. Right. Yeah, yeah up to yeah. the roof. Yeah. Yeah. Uncle Phil's got darkness in him. He was yeah. the voice of Shredder on Teenage Mutant totally. Ninja Turtles. Is that right? Yeah. That's right. And now he's gone. Yeah, yeah. James Avery. Sucks. Very good. Yeah. Love that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, if you uh, are looking to get some more See You Next Wednesday goodness in the uh, in the week that you'll mm-hmm. have to wait for the next episode, please go to facebook.com slash synwpc and interact with, with us on there. We post yeah. trailers and other such things, and you can uh, have a dialogue with us. Yeah, tell us if uh, Henry Rush has a cow hand or a yeah. Archie Bunker yeah, hand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why don't you next decide round. whether yeah. it's a rotting corpse or not? Yeah. Uh, or or it. if you want to tweet at us, go to twitter.com slash synwpc. Yeah. Or uh, you can always listen to our show and other shows at modernsuperior.com. There mm-hmm. is a new turntables and a bottle of wine that'll be up uh, by the time you're listening to this. Yeah. There are lots of lots of do-overs to listen to, Faculty yeah. of Horror episodes. You yeah. could listen to Time Bandits. Oh, or word. there's also a uh, new episode what? of Lonely Nights with Say Bruce what? Douglas. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. been uh, out, out of the game for a little while again. Mm-hmm. He's back. Yep. So check that out. And lots more on uh, modernsuperior.com. 
That's all you need to do. That's mm-hmm. it. So, uh, as always, we will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye, Internet. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy Dune, Sussie Joes. Jimmy Dune, Sussie Joes. I just remembered that the uh, other day and made yeah. my heart smile. Oh, Pretty man. Yep. As it goes to the end of the season. Nah. Ketchup mustard. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.